everybody, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. I'm alongside uh, from the band Leveled, Xavier Vacuna. Hello, world. Cheers to all. How are hey. you, Sam? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm on top of the world. I'm feeling Hell good. Hell yeah. And uh, Pratik Sarvastava should be joining us shortly. With the hot tag. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's, he's uh, on his way home from All Out, so that'll be fun. Williams he's literally Williams. left. He's leaving the building now. He's been there that long. Yeah, he he camped out. He you know stayed, signed some autographs, took some pictures with some fans of his, and yeah, yeah. You know, the grind never stops with critique. So hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, before that, we had a WWE pay per view, and it was called Payback. Payback, dude. I was looking like for logos and stuff for Payback. Yeah, um, you know, so I could make you know make podcast logo and stuff. Did you know they've been doing Payback since like 2013? No way. That's what it, I mean. I saw a 2013 payback logo. Wow. I didn't know it's been going on for that long. I guess so. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you find anything good or no? Uh, just, you know, the logo. Yeah. Hey. I, uh, I, I did a little thing where I combined the all out and the payback logo. I like that. So I like that. Fun. Little, little double duty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had, we had a pretty good card here. Um, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus finally got their pay-per-view match. Look and it was that. a cage match on that. On top of and, that, yeah, and they opened. They opened the show. A lot Which of a lot of people were upset because uh, they announced, I think, the day or two before that, Seth and Nakamura were going to close the show. And they're like, "What about Trish and Becky? What about Trish and Becky?" And it's funny because, like, uh, was it SummerSlam? Yeah, SummerSlam. They were taking off the card, and the fans were yes. super mad. And it's like, just be happy that they're on the card. How about that? Yeah, and and the first match isn't the worst spot. No, it's actually the second best spot, they say. You know, exactly. especially in comedy, too. Like, the first yeah. spot is a very good spot. A lot of people go, oh, I got to do this. I got to bite the bullet. But, like, it's a good spot because you're out there. You're setting the tone. You're the first comic that they see. And, like, it's just it's a good spot to be in. And <laughs> so um, I think Chris Jericho said, if you're not first, you got to be. If you're not last, you should be first. Absolutely. Yeah, I have heard him say that. And it's true. And I agree. And it can correlate with music. Like for me, I loved being the first band on a package. Like let's say there's three or four bands. I'd rather be first. I'd rather, like you said, set the tone and the deliciousness of being like able to pack up and be like ready to rock like after the first. And then you can enjoy the rest of the show. So yeah, yeah, I think first is pivotal for me too, because I don't like to drink before I go on stage. Right? Neither do and I. Like a drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, have some beers and watch the comics. Have some beers and watch the bands. Have some beers and watch the rest of the wrestlers. So, yeah. yeah whatever it is you do. But yeah, so, uh, they let these two go out there. They had a great cage match. Yep. Um, <laughs> Zoe Stark got involved and uh, Becky Lynch ended up taking the win. How long was the match? Did you see that? 20 minutes. Not bad. Not bad. Not and, bad. Uh, so Becky Lynch got the win. Uh, after the match, uh, Zoe Stark was trying to console Trish, and Trish got very upset, and she pushed Zoe, and then Zoe kind of pushed her back, and then that was the end of it. That was it. it I, I feel like it was time. It was good. Let's put a let's put a bow on the whole uh, the whole feud. Trish took some spots, man. Yeah, that, she did. I mean, if Trish decided to go home now, I wouldn't be sad about it. I wouldn't be either. But uh, I just want to commend her for. Wow, just some of these spots, man, and at her age, and yeah, know, at her age. I mean, saying, but I'm, I'm besides, saying she's besides this year, how long has it been since she's been taking bumps? You know, like that, 
a long time. Like that, yeah. I mean, she hasn't been taking that, those kind of bumps this year either. Yeah, so it was it was a great match. I, I was definitely into it, and uh, I think they did it perfectly, man. Just finish the deal, do the turn, and and let's keep it rolling. You know, it was great. Yeah, and I think at this point, you know, Zoe got as much out of that as she can get. Yep. Yeah. Now it's up to her to to keep that rub kind of kind of going for her. Her finisher rules when she pulls it off. You know what I mean? Uh, what's it called? I don't know what it's called. It's but it weird. Looks, it's a weird move. It has a weird so name. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, honestly. It's called like Zoe 101 or something. I don't know. I don't know. I dig it, though. Yeah. No, it was cool. That's good. It was a good uh, match. Good way to start the show. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratus uh, was at ringside. Uh, she continued the story that they've been telling. And then uh, fast forward to this week's NXT match uh, that happened a couple days ago. Uh, Tiffany Stratus defended her title against, uh, who was it? Kia, what's her name? I forget her name. Anyway, some woman who doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> and after the match was over, Becky Lynch went up on the big screen and uh, issued a challenge to Tiffany Stratton for the NXT women's title. So that'll be interesting because we'll see where they go from there because I think they're going to continue this story um, and Zoe Stark is going to cost Becky the match because, one, mm-hmm. there's no way Tiffany Stratton can beat a Becky Lynch. And nope. two, there's no need for a Becky Lynch to be NXT Women's Champion. No. And it, and if anything, for like a, a tiny little bit, and then Stratton takes it back. But it's good for NXT. It's good for the ratings. It's good for Becky Lynch to kind of float around and do her thing, you know? You no, know, it is good for the ratings, especially because they're on USA now. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Like, So if Trish, we'll say Trish does go home just for the sake of it. And, and Zoe Stark goes after Be- Becky Lynch even more. She turns it up a couple of notches because you cost me my mentor. You know, something along those lines. There you go. Yeah, the story, it, it writes itself. So it, it, it's rich. You can go um, in many directions. But I'm into it. I think it's good. I think it's good all around for everybody. So it, it's good for Stratton to get those reps in with like a, a veteran like Becky Lynch. And yeah, it's good. It's good TV. I'm into it. And Stratton does that crazy moonsault, right? She does like the, the step up. Oh, the world's like prettiest moonsault. Beautiful, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, good on her, man. Good on yeah. her. She does. Uh, do you remember Christopher Daniels' BME best yeah. moonsault ever? It's that. It's that. Just cleaner, I guess. It's no, a little cleaner. And the thing is, is she calls the the most pretty moonsault or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I so I saw a thing on online today, and I wanted to comment, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to say. Uh, you know, despite despite you know her looks, despite her her maybe her body's enhancements, right? Whatever she has, despite all these things, um, that might be one of the most prettiest moonsaults I've ever seen. It is. She has such a great arch, and she gets oh. so high with it. She has such an incredible moonsault. It's beautiful. I'm thinking Kurt Angle. I'm thinking EO Sky. I'm thinking all these just like beautiful moonsaults, but like clean. And then she does it though. She jumps bottom rope, middle rope, top rope moonsault. And boom, it's almost like a stall, too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it's great. It is really cool. She's the one, I don't know if you remember this, um, they were having an NXT women's ladder match, I think like a six-way a few months ago, and there was a big spot where Tiffany was on the top of the ladder, and she fell to the outside, and the women did not catch her. Ooh, no, I did not see this. Oh, my gosh, that was a big deal. I know about Tiffany Stratton is dead. Damn. It was when... when, uh, uh, Indy Hartwell won. Indy Hartwell won the title. Okay. She did a moonsault and nobody caught her? No, she, she was on the ladder. 
they the ladder got pushed over and she fell to the outside of the ring where um, there was a bunch of girls standing, but they did not catch her. That's she fucked up. Around, dude. You gotta check that out. So yeah, I'm glad that she's the NXT women's champion because if anybody deserves it, it's her because she didn't die from that. There you go. World's cutest moonsault or prettiest, whatever. Prettiest, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Maki Ito over here. Uh, so after that match, uh, we had the host of Payback come out, uh, John Cena. Do, 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 do. He did the classic, I'm not the host, I'm a competitor now. I'll whoop your ass, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Uncle John. Uh, so John Cena comes out. So he did this promo about being the referee to the match. And like I feel like that was unnecessary because he should just come out and did his little promo and then had Miz come out. And Miz like, you suck at this. You should be more spontaneous. He's like, like being the referee to your match. I think that would have been cooler if John Cena didn't seem like it was already planned and he just came out and like spitballed it. Yeah, I thought it was already announced. So when that all like went down, I was like, didn't they like tweet? So maybe it was like, I mean, just maybe if it was, I missed tweeting. it. If it was, I missed it. Yeah, because maybe it was the sheets, but I, it was just I didn't like know oh, he was. I didn't even know he was going to be the, the the host. I did not either, honestly. But I saw like John Cena guest referee for you know LA Night Miz, and I was like, okay, cool. So I'm when like, they did the whole yeah. show, I was like, where do you know? <laughs> you know? The host comes out uh, after the first match. I mean, yeah, a bad host. I mean, imagine if SNL did that. I guess they do because they have the little the opening intro, the opening skit, little, little sneak attack, I guess. But he's John Cena. So. He's John Cena. Uh, so he's- next match we had uh, Miz versus LA Knight. Also, John Cena was doing the LA Knight's catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, John Cena, you're really trying hard to get over on his shit, dude. He really is, man. He's yeah. trying to propel the kid. The it was kid. cool. It was cool. You know, I really hate to say this. I really hate to say this. Um, but the way that LA Knight is organically becoming a babyface reminds me a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Damn, that's he cool. He has 10 years, though. He has 10 years in Austin, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's a vet. I'm not saying he has 10 years in Austin now, but he has. I'm talking about 96 Austin, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He has yeah. 10 I years got, on 96 Austin. Absolutely. So, I mean, longevity won't be there, but he definitely has that organic following. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they love him. He's the top seller. Uh, It's fucking hilarious. Well, Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> a top seller, but... Is he? Is he number one? No, I'm just kidding because he sells a lot. <laughs> I love how all your jokes just—I forget that I, like I'm on a show with like two like renowned comedians, you know, and I'm just like a musician. I'm like, oh, I missed the plot, but I love it. I love it. Um, think attacks. My jokes. Uh, my 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 comedy style uh, is thinkers. Yeah, I, yeah. I always, my my the way that I like to do it is I put the dots out there. And I let the I let the audience connect them, and I always do it after the fact. And you and Pratik are already on another thing, and I'm like, oh, I totally missed that joke, <laughs> you know. But I love I, it. Uh, one thing I learned in comedy recently is like, if I let it, like, if I put a, if I say a joke, I have to let it linger a little bit, dude. There's been there was this one time I did this show. I said this joke. I I just said it right, and then I'm I'm quiet. I'm just letting it linger, and I think to myself, there's like silence. And I was like, dude, this joke usually hits pretty good. And then, like, three seconds, this huge wave of laughter just came. It was like go. they all got it at once. It was crazy. It takes a minute to register. I like that. I, I think that's a really cool, like, method of comedy, you know? Somebody told me, like, 10 years ago, uh, the reason why I like your comedy is because it makes me think. 
Oh yeah. I was like, okay, well there you go. Like uh for example, this is uh example of my style. Uh there's this I don't know if I told you about this. There's this bar called Neck of the Woods, which is a weird name for a bar, but that's what it's called. And I said uh Neck of the Woods, uh this place had really high reviews by an online username Vampire of the Woods. Ah, yeah. And I told my wife before I went up. I go, should I say this? And she goes, if you do, you gotta let you gotta let it sit there for a minute because it's a thinker. Yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. Let it linger. Anyways, uh, back to payback. Back to payback. La night. Um, I don't know what to say about this match. It was pretty, uh, pretty vanilla. It was it, kind of what you what you would expect. Miz, La Knight, John Cena's referee. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like going to Wendy's and getting a fucking you know. Four for four. Chicken in a, or a four for four. <laughs> and it, like, you know what you're going to get. I knew what I was going to get. It's, it's the result that I wanted. Uh, the payoff at the end with Cena, you know, you can audibly hear him say, like, it's your moment, kid. Like, on the, on the entrance for LA Knight. It was good. Everybody's doing their part, I think, to kind of, you know, propel LA Knight even further than he has propelled himself. And yeah, it was a one and done. They gave him some time. It was 1545 and, it was good. I got what I wanted out of it. So good for LA Knight. You think yeah. John Cena's going to uh, come back as a full-time referee? I mean, he's got seven dates as a wrestler, and uh, we'll see where the wind takes him after that. But uh, I'm looking forward to the, the seven dates. I hope the matches are interesting. I saw some Cody rumblings, and maybe an LA Knight rumbling would be cool. And Who knows? What do you uh, What do you think of LA Knight's finishing move? It's it, weird because like, he hooks him like a Stone Cold Stunner almost, and then he falls forward. Okay, I thought you were talking about the uh, the running elbow uh, rock bottom. No, barrel. that one's called right. what's what's LA Knight's finisher called? It's called something I don't stupid know. like blunt. Oh, blunt trauma force. Okay, it's silly. Which is like really a stupid name. It's uh, the move is silly. Uh, his his weird Jeff Jarrett finisher. I'll take it. Like I'll digest it. It's not the worst. It's not the best. But the, the it's like a, it's like a snapmare, but he forgets to flip the guy. He, but he protects. <laughs> he protects him. He protects him. You know, on that drop, it, it, it looks a little bit more violent than it should. But uh, the way he protects the guy when he when he drops him, it, it's weird. It's wonky. But I'll, I'll take it. He's over. Uh, United States Championship match. Uh, Ray Mysterio defeats Austin Theory. Uh, oh. You know, pretty good match. Again, kind of what you would expect. And it's just good to see Ray Mysterio uh, still going at it and having this U.S. title. Yeah, and I have a soft spot for the U.S. title just from, like, back to WCW days and, you know, Benoit MVP, like, that era of that, you know, that title back in the early 2000s. So it's it's refreshing to see it, you know, on Rey Mysterio and, you know, maybe it propels Austin Theory, I guess. And, yeah, it was whatever. I wasn't super, super into it, but nine minutes and 45 seconds of action, so. Damn, that's it? Less than 10? Yeah, less than 10, in and out. Yeah. Where goes the... Where does Theory go from here? That's the thing, man. I saw a Brian Alvarez tweet saying like he shouldn't like wrestle like an old school style, and I'm like, I don't know if I agree or disagree. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what to do with Awesome Theory. So I don't think they know what to do with him either. So yeah, I, I really don't. Yeah, like he, he's great. He's the the total package, but I don't know. I don't know what he needs. Creative. Uh, the next match was a steel. City street fight for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. This match is kind of where all hell broke loose. It was the Judgment Day defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to become the new 
World Tag Team Champions. Uh, this match had uh, this match was essentially five on one, yeah. five on two. I'm sorry, five on two. Five on, yeah, yeah. This was essentially five on two. Uh, Rhea uh, speared Kevin Owens through the barrier at some point. JD McDonough got involved. Dominic was buzzing around the ring. I say buzzing because he's like a gnat. Yeah, gotta swat him. He's like a North American Championship gnat. Nat Heat. But yeah, this was a pretty good match. It was really wild. Um, I, I kind of had a feeling uh, Judgment Day was going to walk out. I mean, I was telling myself during this match, how can Judgment Day lose this match? Like, if Judgment Day loses, it's going to be a joke. Like when CM Punk beat all three members of the show at once. Like, it yeah. was so stupid. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I honestly didn't foresee it. I was genuinely like taken aback. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, they went over. Like, I really didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was in the plot, you know, like I figured something would, you know, muff up, you know, w- whether it's like dissension in the judgment day or I don't know. I just didn't like foresee that outcome. So good on them for swerving me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, let's see here. There was a, there was a spot in the match where uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got thrown in the penalty box. And then yeah. they went down and you couldn't see them. And then when they caught up, they were wearing hockey gear and mm-hmm. they got into a hockey fight with the with the Judgment Day guys. That was super fun. Yeah, that was a cool homage. Um, there were some crazy spots. Owens getting a lot of color. That Swanton looked insane. You know, Rhea getting involved, Dom getting involved. I think there was a lot of like color, right? Like, there was a lot of uh just richness there was so much going on and yeah it was interesting it was good it was good it was really it fun was good. it was probably the my favorite match of the night yeah absolutely i think this match kind of took the cake 20 minutes 45 seconds of just wow uh, yeah they all yeah. four deserved it they all four deserved it oh yeah i and, mean and wait I, how many six four, four. five on two seven all seven of them deserved it yeah the whole <laughs> the whole squad you know it, it was the definitely squad. a Wow. There's a uh, uh, there's a uh, I watch Hood Slam on Fight Plus. They're yes. local to me. They're in Oakland. Uh, there's this group called the Squad from Squaw Valley, but they're the Squad because they're I from Squaw that. Valley. Okay, anyway. go support um, Hood Slam. Hell yeah, go go watch Hood Slam. Hood Slam is super yeah. fun. Shout out to Joe Brody, man. Hey, bros of Joe Brody went to Hook went to uh, Burning Man, and then uh, they all got oh, stuck there. Did he get stuck out there? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him. He hasn't been on social media or anything. Fuck, but... dude. Check in I with that know. guy. That's terrible. I, I was reading about that. I was like, how the fuck does that happen? Dude, I saw a picture of Burning Man. There's like so many people there. Dude, I saw. Yeah, I was. Ooh. I was like, dang. If all those people give $1 to World Hunger, we could end that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next segment was uh, a bathroom break, a.k.a. the Grayson Waller effect. His yeah. guest was none other than the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And uh, Cody Rhodes, it was weird because, like, they didn't do much of an interview. And it ended up with uh, Cody Rhodes um, uh, announcing that Jay Uso is now Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Jay weird. I, Raw. Did, I did watch this segment. Before we continue, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm all about uh, faction supremacy. So I yeah. think it's cool that Judgment Day has all the titles. I just think it's cool. So I'm, I'm all about faction supremacy when it works. And I, I mean, think they don't have all. I mean, they all have titles, though. Yeah, they all have titles, and that's all I need. You know, like they all have the, you know, dripping in gold. So 
yeah, I watched this segment. It was kind of weird and awkward, and then it just turned into Jey Uso's back. So, I don't know. Kind of caught me off guard. But uh, I guess it's, you know, a way to uh, introduce Jey Uso coming back, back into the fold, if you will, and as a face. So, I, I get it, but, like, I don't know, man. Also, uh, following up, following up on Raw, um, Jay Uso was talking to Adam Pearce. I didn't, I didn't watch Raw. I just kind of saw some, some clips of it. Yeah. But uh, Jay Uso was talking to Adam Pearce about being on Raw, and Adam Pearce said, uh, "Well, you know, um, SmackDown gets compensated for us getting you." Oh, kind of left it at that. But I oh. think he was implying that uh, he traded Jay for Cody. Oh shit! Because Cody's the one who made the uh, announcement. Made the announcement, so and then so he... I could see. I mean, you know, kayfabe, uh-huh. right? I can yeah. see Cody going to Adam Pearce and saying, "Trade me for Jay Uso," and then that paves the and way that helps him get back to Roman. Wow! What is it? August, September? It is September now. Uh, Cody, if if Grayson Waller is able to wrestle, Cody's first match will probably be Grayson Waller, just because this okay. whole thing that happened. Start the program, go over. Start the program, right, go over, get some momentum. And he's like, I'm coming for the big dog. I'm coming for the tribal chief. Damn, we got eight months though, right? So yeah, we got... something like that. Probably and, then right before, and then right before uh, right before uh, they should say, just kidding, and turn him back. Yeah, or like fucking Brock Lesnar comes out or something. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. No, Cody already slayed that dragon. Yeah, we'll see though. I don't know. Grayson Waller, oh, he's just so annoying. I want to say it's punk coming, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We shall talk about that later. We shall um, talk about that later. What's my telephone? Next is our gal, our gothic gal, Rhea Ripley, champion, defeating Raquel Rodriguez. Well, wow, she didn't have much time to, uh, to rest. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, she really didn't. 17 minutes, 20 seconds. So they gave them some time. Yeah, no, 17 minutes. Uh, I mean, these are two, you know, powerhouse women that could go, and they and they definitely did. It, it, I, I love the pairing, you know, physicality-wise. Um, character contrast-wise, like, I prefer, I, I prefer, I prefer a uh, heel, Raquel, but... Uh, yeah, you know. me too. It just doesn't fit right now with what's going on. I just don't need it. Like, and uh, she's an artist. Let her paint. Like when she was doing the whole heel run in NXT, like it was effortless. I feel like this is almost more like tiring. Like just let her be a beast, man. Let her do her thing. She's got the size. She's got the work. She's got the look. Um, but it was a great match, you know, for what it was. Hard hitting. Oh, did you see that Rhea was? Uh... She was a tribute to China. Yes, I saw the gear. I dig it. Rhea's just a gem. She She's is. great. She's great. Like, just put her on the TV. I, I love how we get her in, like, spurts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the match the match ended with uh, interference from Dom. Uh, mm-hmm. Dom ended up getting taken out by, by Raquel. And then that, was a, uh, that gave Rhea the chance to hit her finisher for the one, two, three. Boom. It was great. Hold her up, great. just like all the other women she has recently. That's it. Great match. Two uh two starlets for sure. Hey, um speaking of the Miz, I kind of glossed over this. I want to go back to it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh did you see the Miz TV segment on Monday Night Raw the next night or whatever, two nights later? 
I did not, but please tell me about it. Cause Worst fucking segment in the history of the world, dude. Tell me, I'm tell like, me. I'm never going to watch WWE again. No, not what? really. No, what not really. Happened? So, okay. Okay. The joke, the one joke that I hate the absolute most, because people are doing it all over Facebook. People think it's so funny. It's like the hackiest shit ever, right? Like, yeah. oh, you can't see him, right? Like, they, they, they post like a blank picture and go, look, there's John Cena. You can't see him, right? This stupid bullshit, right? Yeah. So Miz comes out, announces Miz TV, announces his guest as John Cena. John Cena's music hits. The camera follows nothing to the ring. No. Yes, they did. You and can't he's not see me. there. He interviewed John Cena, and we couldn't see him. So absolutely no John Cena. Absolutely no John Cena. It was just the Miz. Yeah, it'd be pretend to be with you can't see me, John Cena. I, I 1996, some fucking popcorn in the ring for sure. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was so bad. I didn't even, I didn't even uh, see it. I didn't watch Raw, but then I was on Twitter and I was like, uh, I saw like this is John Cena's special entrance, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked, I'm like, I don't even see him. And then I was like, oh no, he did not just do that. You, he got you. You didn't even see him. I didn't even see him. Fucking I- dude, do you know? You know what? You can't see me means right. Please tell me you know what it actually means. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I don't know what it means, man. It means I'm on a level so high that you can't even see me. That's what it means. for. That's what John- it technically means. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on such a higher level than you that you can't even see me anymore. Damn. Like, if and- you're, say you're driving down the freeway, right? Yeah. And some car just speeds right past you. And you're like, damn, I can barely see that car still. That's, that's what it means. It means I'm on a higher level than you and you or- can't see me. Or I feel like you're you're like a baller ass millionaire, and you're like, dude, you can't even see me. Like I'm fucking like I'm Drake, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking dude, I, I hate that. I hate that when people take that literally. Oh, I can't see him. Oh, I can't see him. I do appreciate the memes though. Like I'll see uh, rant, like not even wrestling. Hate it. Just like bullshit that pops up in my feed, and it's like I had a date with something. It's like you couldn't see. I don't fucking know. Don't, oh my don't. gosh, on Botchamania, they, I, I, I sent a picture to the group chat with you and Pratik. Um, they had a thing of Boy Meets World where it said, TK loves CM <laughs> from Boy Meets World. And and uh, Mr. Feeney, the principal, he goes, what is this? And Corey, Corey Matthews, the CM of the TK loves CM, he goes, uh, well, it looks like somebody named TK loves somebody named CM. <laughs> He's so happy that that brings a memory to my brain. I want to I want to talk about it. Yeah, my, we were in middle school. Uh, we were heavy on the fucking wrestling figures, man. Yeah, we were, same. So was I. Right, like we were trading wrestling figures in class. It was math class, and our teacher saw us, and he's like, "Are you playing with dolls?" And the whole fucking classroom loses their shit. Oh, the whole class was playing with them. No, dude, me and my best friend were trading them. Like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, yo, I got this Rey Mysterio. I got this RVD. Like, here you go. And, I ain't no uh, comparison. Dude, he put us on blast, and, like, everyone was, like, talking shit. So. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. And so that just kind of, like, brought that uh, brought that memory back. But fuck yeah. that, you know? And Yeah, fuck that teacher. Yeah, fuck Where's that, that teacher now? Exactly. Fuck you. He hit me up on Facebook. Like, <laughs> and you hit up on Facebook? Yeah, dude, like 10 years ago. He was like, like hey, sorry, I'm too busy playing with dolls to respond to you. Fuck you, man. I left <laughs> bed. You know what I'm saying? Hope you're doing well. You I know? like my dolls now. 
I still have action figures in my fucking living room. Fuck you. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. That's our generation, man. We grew up and have stuffed toys. All right. How do you feel? How do you feel like, like, I don't know. I just feel like without the undisputed, whatever, whatever title that Roman has, it doesn't feel like a complete pay-per-view. Yes. I will admit this whole pay-per-view. I was very like detached. I wasn't like invested. And the whole time I just kept asking myself, like how long till this pay-per-view is done so I could put all in back on <laughs> thing, like, and I've watched it like seven times, like six or seven times, easy, like start to finish. So yeah, you know, it was a good try, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just wasn't invested. And yeah, when there's no like main title, like, you know, no, I mean, no, there is a main title, the world heavyweight title, but it just doesn't feel like a real title to me. Yeah. And no disregard to, to Rollins and, and Nakamura, but yeah. Yeah, I was just, I, I was pretty, like, tuned out, honestly. A little bit, yeah. This was a good match. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Nakamura to retain the title. Uh, what's the time on this one? They gave him 26 minutes and five seconds. Wow, the, that's pretty yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, two, two yeah. work studs. You know, decent storytelling. I love a heel Nakamura, so. Uh, uh, Great Muda was uh, at ringside to support Nakamura. Yeah, he should have just spit some fucking mist in Rollins' face and had the title change. Like, that would have been way fucking cooler. Oh, that would have been cooler. Right? Like, I saw tweets like, oh, like, Muda's in Pittsburgh. I'm like, good, I hope he spit some fucking black shit in Rollins' face, and here we go, you know? But you guys dropped the ball on that one. That could have been cool. It was, this pay-per-view, this pay-per-view felt very, like, like, paint-by-numbers. Like, everything was just kind of, like, the way it should have been and it all just kind of worked out and like I could have not watched it and kind of just knew what happened. 100%. Yeah. Zero investment. Like, yeah, yeah. same thing. Probably night match. Like you're like, okay, I know it's going to happen. They did get me with the street fight. Yeah. But... I would say, cause like Pratik said that he didn't even watch this pay-per-view and my yeah. advice would be the only match with watching is a street fight. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, knock them. If you, if you want to sit down and watch some good, like striking and some good wrestling. Yeah. Knock them or Seth. 26 minutes but like you know i just I like like you said i was tuned out pretty much as well yeah so kudos to everybody working putting on a show but yeah plus who puts on paper pay-per-views in the evening i'm used to pay-per-views at 10 a.m yeah dude give me a fucking 12 o'clock wrestling yeah, you're watching effie's big gay brunch the other day instead let's go hell yeah Hell yeah, motherfucker. Go to one of those. I'm really sad I didn't get to. What's that? Uh, uh, Big Gay Brunch. Um, you, yeah. you said you wanted to go in person? Yeah, I was going to go for like Mania Week, but I feel like something happened. All our plans fell through, so we didn't end up going to like Mania Week. But maybe one day. Let's see here. I'm going to... Pratik said he's not able to get into the room. So I'm going to send the link again. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude. Big Gay Brunch was pretty fun. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hell yeah. I don't know what it wasn't working before, but I just copied and pasted again and it worked. I love it. I had a hard time too. I had to like copy and paste codes and fucking. Oh, meetings. really? I wonder if it's because I changed because I just changed the time on the actual Zoom. 
Interesting, interesting. Whatever. Fuck it. We're all here. I'm in. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Welcome in. Do I sound okay? You sound absolutely fantastic. Ladies Great. and gentlemen, all the way uh, from All Out, Pratik Srivastava. What's going on, wrestling world? How we doing, faction? We don't have a fact. We're just Williams. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> Williams. Williams uh, three <laughs> to the third power. Yeah. yeah, Williams to the third. I love it. I was listening to uh, the Art of Wrestling from StarCast, and Jake Hager just was talking about fucking Dr. Death the whole fucking time. And I thought of y'all, just, Williams, Williams, the whole time. <laughs> Dr. Death. Because he wanted, to, yeah, that's the reason Steve Austin couldn't be Steve Williams. Yeah, that is a reason. I feel, I think Steve Austin sounds a lot better, too. Yeah. But isn't there, like, a TV character also named Steve Austin? Yes. The $6 million man? The million dollar man, yes. Oh, the million. Or six million dollars. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. million dollars. That's another wrestling That's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have to have a specific number so it's not copyright. Yeah. Uh, hey, Pratik, you're just in time. Guess what happened? Punk fired. Uh, <laughs> as a result of the uh, the backstage fight uh, between CM Punk and Jack Perry. So so Tony Khan did a statement, whatever. They, they released CM Punk out of his contract. Uh, which is crazy because imagine how many times Tony Khan has said, but it's CM Punk, you know? Um, and here we are. Uh, CM Punk was fired, not because of the fights, not because of the backstage mischief, but the main reason was because when Tony Khan tried to intervene uh, in London, CM Punk lunged at him, whatever that means specifically. And Tony Khan felt unsafe and he felt like his life was in danger as wrestling fans laughed at him. Um. So here's a couple. I don't know how much you guys got to discuss. So I, I we think just you, we just finished payback. Didn't even okay, open. got it. Um, I did watch uh, part of the for payback. I just want to say I, I really appreciated Kevin and Sammy in that street fight. I thought they did go. a good job. There you go. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. Uh, my, I, I didn't watch. I feel bad. I'm saying it's my favorite part. I didn't watch the whole film, but I enjoyed that. You know, my takeaway of it was uh, that you guys said you said you hadn't seen it. But if I was going to have you watch anything, it would be that that tag match. Yep. Yeah. Best match. Um, it felt like the card of Payback. I just want to touch on this real quick. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, it felt like the card of Payback was like there was a few matches like Trish and Becky and the, the street fight between Judgment. And like these could have easily subbed in two matches at SummerSlam. We could have had a, a way more powerful SummerSlam. But were they trying to build just a bigger you know b show so it's like do you do you just focus on your b shows and pumping them up or do you try to make your big four the best they can possibly be and it seems like wwe's strategy is well people are still buying tickets to the big four we can you know we'll give them a best card we can but a few of the bigger summer slammy matches throw them on a on a payback or a, or a fast lane or whatever yeah, you know that's true I mean, without those two matches, I mean, you know, Seth versus Nakamura went like 26 minutes. But without those two big matches, I mean, we wouldn't have had much. What was the main event? Seth and Nakamura. Uh, Becky and Trish actually opened the show. Okay. So Becky and Trish definitely, it either needed to open or close. Like, that's such a big money thing. Yeah. Uh, Good for Nakamura getting a, a... A match going on last payday. Like when is has he ever had that? Yeah, you know what? Somebody said that online too. I don't think he's ever gone last. He's never had a single. I just realized. I'm I'm realizing he's never had a singles match go on last. So to me, I'm very happy uh, with with Nakamura getting that that 
main event payday, actual main event. Not there's four main events now. No, there's only <laughs> one main event. <laughs> you could promote it as four main events, but there's only That's, one main you event. You know what and, though? Like that conversation, I just had this like thought. That conversation with the Vince McMahon telling CM Punk, there's four <laughs> main events. That's there's like four main events. That's a mark ass yeah. shit right there. That's hella mark. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's four main events on TV, but we know what match goes last. And and sure, maybe in nowadays, it seems like a big match opens the show too. So there is a little bit of like, if you go first, there's prestige there. I, uh, ex- uh, I don't know, Xavier, if you, you, if you also feel like that. But definitely like, it seems like there are certain slots on the card earmarked for big money matches. Yeah, like I was saying how Chris Jericho said, if you're not going to go last, go first. Go and first. He was, he was very upset because his big mania match with Kevin Owens was third, and he feels like that's the worst place to be. Second. Yeah. S- second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was second. Uh, yeah, second uh, can be also a death spot, but when we get to All Out, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to All Out. Yeah, let's talk about CM Punk. CM Punk. I, just I thought to... it was very oh, – yeah, go sorry. ahead. It's funny. Because this faction is so strong within ourselves, before uh, you hopped on, I was saying, literally, I prefer on tour packages going first. And and Sam's thing was you set the tone, whether yeah, it's comp, totally, whether it's a show, whether it's wrestling. The first spot sets the tone for the rest of the night, and I like that challenge. So, yeah, it, I, it, I'm I'm hundred percent pro. You you whether yeah comic music whatever you go first you're setting a tone and if you're gonna have a four-hour pay-per-view like that crowd can be kind of tired so there there is something yeah, challenging I mean, that, that too like this wwe one i think went like just under three hours but like aew definitely four plus hours it's 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 rough with those long i mean it seems like both companies now are they're not doing what they were doing in like 2018, 2019. It's like we're gonna have like a five, four hours main show and then two hour paper, two hour pre show. So that's six hours. I mean, I still remember Mania 35 was like seven hours. Fuck yeah! You remember? I don't know if you guys remember this because it was a long time ago. I think it was I think it was WrestleMania 2000. I want to say it's WrestleMania yeah. 2000. They did a thing called WrestleMania All Day, where they just played like all this coverage of WrestleMania all fucking day. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? I would have loved that. Hell yeah, I did love it. Missed the boat on that. So, uh, I mean, did you actually did you actually subscribe to it? Did you get to watch like all the old? I don't remember exactly what happened, but I had one of those boxes when I was a kid. Yeah, the black box. Where I got everything. So yeah, well, I, now I did, with I the peacock, you can just with the with with the cock, you can literally. Yeah, you do don't that. need it. Yeah, exactly. Everything's five dollars for everything. Love it it's for me. Xfinity shout out. Yeah, just just what you could have mania every day, every I every do, day I of the year. Up, I have every day of the year could be a mania. All. <laughs> I got Peacock two years for free. Let's go. Hell yeah! Yeah, I still haven't paid for, and then my friend now got me commercial free Peacock. So oh, oh, oh man, just nonstop. Oh, you know what? You get that I don't get. You get the hit the build the build up packages. You can't see Pratik because he's got he's on another level. um, so what they do now on these wwe pay-per-views is they go for the people that have the ad-free version you're gonna see the build-up to the match but for everybody else it's going to a commercial (laughs) (laughs) interesting so 
those who have free Peacock, you don't get to see the build-up promo again. Well, not free, but not you can... free. I have I have paid Peacock, but I have like yeah. a small cock one. The small cock. <laughs> yeah. Small cock. Okay. I have like I have like the one that's like premium, but not ad free or whatever. But I mean, the promos you can watch anytime on Raw or whatever they yeah, put I don't on give there. A shit. I don't give a shit. Um. I mean, we mostly get them at the at the shows. You get them too, like they put that on for the people at the live events. Yeah. Uh, I remember because, like, especially with SummerSlam, I hadn't even watched much of the build uh, for SummerSlam, and I just didn't. Uh, but I knew kind of like, okay, these two don't like each other. I get it, yeah. fine, whatever. And they kind of uh, catch you up in the building. They catch you up, so it was kind of good. Yeah, that's how I say. Like when people are like, I don't really. I'm like, they're gonna. <laughs> they make this for kids. <laughs> You'll be able to catch up quick. Not that complicated. <laughs> uh so CM Punk got fired, you guys. Yeah. I think particularly interesting it was it was interesting it happened before uh all out. It happened it in did... Chicago, literally in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, announced... morning. I was trying to remember when he got fired specifically, but it was Saturday during the day because I remember he went on collision. He was like, Please don't hate me, you guys. I'm stressed. He released a statement, I believe, Saturday morning, but then he did the announcement at the arena. And I, th- it's funny because I saw the statement. I'm like, this feels like a work. And then when I when I watched the actual video announcement, I'm like, no, this is real. Um, I didn't go to Collision, but I got reports they were confiscating punk signs uh, during Collision uh, multiple times. Um, hey, but I'm surprised that the fans actually were pretty okay with it. They booed the Bucks, but that was about it. The Bucks got booed. There was, um, my understanding was there was, I think, a CM Punk chant halfway through the show, but fans were like shutting it down too. Like there was a lot of, no, we're not going to chant this right now. Stop. So like you would overpower that. Um, as we get to the all out, I will explain because there was one. There was really only two major times during All Out where a chant occurred, but during so, Collision, I'm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, do you, what about you, Xavier? What do you think? I mean, I've thought about this long and hard, you know, and yes. uh, I wanted Pratik to lead, you know, as a fellow Chicago, Chicagoan, Chicagoan. <laughs> I I'll admittedly like I was the biggest punk mark forever, you know. Dating. I mean, not as big as Tony Khan. No, absolutely not. But until now, until now, he but, still is. <laughs> and, and it's so heartbreaking for him. I, I just feel bad. And a few episodes ago, I I said I'm just sad. I'm just sad about this whole affair. Me too. You know, so long story short, punk mark through and through for years. I had the shirts. I had the fucking. There's a video on YouTube of my old band doing like a, a rendition of like CM Punk's running knees, like. Biggest mark ever. All out happens. Shit's in my mouth all over the industry. And, and my, my heart was broken, you know? So I'm sad all around, man. And I, I don't know what the right thing would be to keep him, to let him go. I'm just sad. So yeah. I definitely felt uh, my tone during the review of All In last week. I was definitely more because uh, it was just like, you just came back. Things were just starting to pick up. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, he was. Vision was on fire let's say, for the for the first few episodes and and I liked the idea as much as my heart was broken and yada yada I was like I'm into it I'm into collision I'm into this lineup I'm into this 
you know, these matchups and uh, I was into it. So I'm, I'm honestly sad. And, and after his performance in all in, I'm a sad guy. Um, Jack Perry suspended apparently too. He should get fired too, honestly, in my, I mean, opinion. Uh, you know what, when, when, when they talked about investigations and stuff, somebody, I don't I mean, I don't know if it's a credible source or not, but somebody said that there's cameras, there's lots of cameras and whatever and altercation happened, yeah. it was on camera. So that was going to be part of the investigation too. That it just seems like with both brawl out and this incident, we have these investigations and it seems like, do we even get, we don't know the findings of the investigation. I hope it was a thorough investigation. I had heard well, Tony said brawl out. unanimous fire him. I mean, well, I mean, a lot the- of people, what is, what is who unanimous with who? Like right, he said, yeah, lawyers, that's true. Lawyer. but it does feel very much like, look, okay. With brawl out, there was a Steele's wife was in the locker room. There was allegedly stuff with the dog, which is why I guess Ace bit or whatever. Apparently, the report is she wasn't even interviewed about. So I'm a little skeptical of the extent of certain investigations, or whatever. Now that's brawl out. That's a you know right, nobody got fired ago. for that. Yeah, that's a year ago, and also nobody got fired. People were brought back, so fine. You know, even Ace was brought back. Yay! This, as we're discussing, there are cameras. There's multiple eyewitnesses. Multiple people are corroborating. Now, the one thing I don't know is who started it. The one thing I'm still having confusion on is, did Punk Pie face him first, or was it Perry came up to him and said what? From what I, read, so- I don't know what the truth behind it, but what I read right. was that, that Punk boy shoulder bumped him as they were passing each other in the hallway. I mean, okay. he started it with uh, going into business for himself on camera. Who? He, Perry. Oh there. yeah, what did he do on camera? What are you referring to? Uh, the no, bro- all it, yeah, like the, the Crimea River, right? When he looks yeah. in the camera and says that, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. And then uh, I mean, so both of these incidences, uh, the 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 last year one and the one that just happened, it feels to me like in both situations, the other party charged at Punk first. I mean, like the Bucks approached his locker room, right? Okay, and Perry approached Perry him. Perry bumped him in the hallway if that's what happened. If it that's just... what happened, I mean, there are, this is why I'm torn because I am hearing multiple. Now, it's again, are these the anti punk people reporting? Well, you know what, faces? though? I didn't hear about yeah. the pie face, but if, if, if Jack Perry said cry me a river or whatever, and he made a reference to CM Punk, then I could see Punk pie facing him in the hallway. I could also see him being like, what do you, you want to start? I mean, there's also the thing yeah. with, uh, yeah. There's, there's another guy too that this happened with. I don't know, uh, and I'm torn because I met the guy, but uh, apparently Ryan Nemeth uh, texted. This was a day after the collision premiere. He texted, "Oh, look who's calling who soft." And apparently, straight up Punk confronted him first. No, he didn't right. confront I, everybody. From what I read yeah. online, Ryan Nemeth was actually dismissed from Collision, and uh, he wasn't going to come back. Yeah, so the, well, there was the interaction at Dynamite or whatever. The next, I think Ryan Nemeth was at a Collision where Punk actually got in his face and said, do you want to start something? He said, no, but am I not allowed to react to things that are happening on TV? And he said, it'd be a good idea if you didn't. And they just got separated or they, no, there was no interact. There was no fighting, but just like a words were had. And right. then the following week he was flown to a collision and told to leave. I think Matt Hardy was also told to leave. Told to leave. Christopher Daniels was told, but the yeah, Christopher, Christopher Daniels, Daniels thing was 
I believe that was Punk saying, well, if you can't have Ace Steel, you can't have Daniels. Like, and it's Daniels like is like weird. talent relations, too. He's a big deal. And it does seem like Punk is very tit for tat. Like, if my guy can't be here, your guy can't be here. So let me ask you guys a question. Uh, a few months ago in Chicago, CM Punk was backstage at Monday Night Raw, and he had words with Triple H. Uh, what if Triple H said, hey, if there's a way for you to get out of your contract, I'll bring you back. Mm. And Punk, you know, turned it up a notch till he got fired. And uh, three, two, one, and CM Punk. You uh, that just doesn't strike me as so what? Phil, the guy who fired him on his wedding day didn't let him get checked for mercy. Now all of a sudden he's buddy buddy and he's going to sabotage AEW like that. That doesn't Maybe. strike yeah, me. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense by the way you say it like that. I'm skeptical of that just because I still remember Punk getting emotional when when Tony um. I forget what pay-per-view it was. It was the pay-per-view of Ring of Honor. It was announced that the Ring of Honor library was uh, going to Tony Khan, being with AEW. And you see Punk getting emotional and going, I'm just glad my life's work is not a tab on a poorly run application. So it's like he's doing all these anti-WWE things, but it's like all <laughs> it of a sudden, be. right? Yeah. And now he's like back on, you know. So I don't know if if he's just seeing the force for the trip. Also, does he need the money of WWE? He's very happy. That's true. He probably doesn't. So it's like he's not going back. I'm sure now at this point it's like, does he go back to WWE just to to save his legacy? He doesn't want a black WrestleMania. I know he wants that. (laughs) You can have. We'll compromise. You can have the main event of night one. (laughs) Right. It is just it's it like Xavier pointed out. It's not a fun. It it really overshadowed all in too, which is sad because it's the number one, like most audience attended big big money show, a big deal for a company that's four years in, and there's this huge dark cloud over it. Yeah. Um, and allegedly, didn't Punk and Joe also like Punk was not even gonna fight, and Joe had to like be like, ah. dude, we're doing this match. Like, get the fuck out of here, like, dude. So the build up to this match was really weird. I didn't like it. Like, like CM Punk should not have let that challenge go unanswered. It was just strange that he went from first. It was they they kind of overshot it by doing it early in the semifinals of that tournament. They should have if this was the one and done Punk Joe four. That would have been cooler, you know. What I mean, but it's like yeah, you do right. one, then he goes to Stark, and then he's like he's gonna fight Stark next, but then he's back to Joe and then back to Stark, and it's like you're you're flip flopping yeah. feuds. I am not the biggest fan of like when people like jump from one feud and then they go back to another. Like, like, oh, so that guy just stopped fighting you for a week, basically, right? You 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 have to stop hating him for a week. There was no reason. (laughs) Like, I got to just get through the pay per view. Like, I still remember Roman and Braun were fighting each other in 2017. All of a sudden, up Undertaker was going to slide him in to fight Roman. So it's like, oh, Braun's just going to stop fighting Roman for this week. And literally, that's literally what happened. Braun just got out of the ring and was like, here you go, Undertaker. And I'm like, I don't like that. If you're a heel, you want to be the guy to beat him, not let the Undertaker come in and beat him. It just it felt very – There's a if you go back and watch that footage from a Raw before WrestleMania 33, I did not like – it just didn't – it didn't feel natural. It wasn't organic. You know what I mean? And this yeah, – it kind right. of felt like that with this with this Ricky Stark thing. There was there – was, I think it was a great match on Collision – uh, but there was no reason to do that match at Collision. We should save that for All In. Yeah, 
That's true. I mean, um, frankly, but- it was still a good match. I didn't mind it. I don't know what you guys, you guys all, we, well, we discussed it last week, obviously, but I felt like it was still like a decent match for what it was. Hug and Joe at All In? Yes. Yeah. Versus Collision. Yeah. I saw, oh my gosh, I saw this GIF um, of Punk walking out into the arena for his match against Joe. Yeah. And uh, the text said, um, uh, when you know you just got done choking out Jack Perry. And Punk had the biggest smile on his face. Hey, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. It's crazy. Ah, it's just... and then and then to we haven't even discussed, but like fuck, like okay, lunging at and then for well, according to Meltzer, which I you know you know how impartial that is, it was yeah. more than lunging. There was actually like equipment broken and like there was hands put on, allegedly hands were put on uh, Tony. So it's like if there's any truth to look, I'm not gonna play devil's. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that if there's any truth to putting your hands in your boss, you should be removed. Yeah, no, that's true. You're right about that. If that happened, and I'm and I'm saying this, you know, much like Xavier, everybody here, I I mean, I wore the shirt to the show, and still as a punk fan, I'm still gonna watch wherever punk goes. But you don't put your hands in your box. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. If that is true, which we don't know, that's why I'm. Uh, I mean, you know, Tony I'm, said I'm he felt he feared for his life. Which yeah. you know, <laughs> and then fans were laughing at him, like there was laughing so much. Yes, you hear laughter in the. Uh, in, on the TV, yeah, 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 yeah right. you do. I, I I saw some excerpt, and again, we have to take all these reports with a grain of salt. But yeah. of course, apparently there was uh, a the altercation was almost like behind closed doors with Tony and Punk. That that's one of the excerpts I read. Oh, interesting, right? Which which could take us in a, a whole different direction, but from here. For me, like my perspective, I feel like he should have been let go after All Out a year ago. But I am grateful for the little, you know, speck of time that we had of like collision or whatever after the fact. But I feel like in hindsight, right, he probably should have been let go then. And I still think Jungle Boy should be let go too. I don't want anybody losing their jobs, but it's like, I feel like he's just as culpable, and he he poked the bear, you know, like he poked the bear. At that, with that being said, though, were Jungle Boy's hands on Tony Khan? I mean, probably not, but it was the biggest, like on paper, the biggest show in wrestling history. And you went into business. It's the biggest show in wrestling history. Be on your best fucking behavior. Dude, don't right? go into business for yourself. No, and, and if you have a problem, if Jungle Boy walks by you and bumps your shoulder, then you go right up to Tony Khan and you'd be like, this little fucking punk just bumped my shoulder. You better fucking do something about it. Yeah. I, like, that's it. End of story. And go to have your match. And then also, like, why are you using... I mean, I get also... You know, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, punk, why does he care about real glass being used? But he technically, Collision is his... He was given creative control of Collision... And also, I think a thing that's not being reported is people went up and asked him, hey, this is happening on Collision on your show. Do you approve of this? And he said, no, I don't approve of it. So I didn't hear it's not like the narrative, the narrative. Well, that's part of why the the the, the little it's real glass. He vetoed glass. Basically, the there was going to be a segment tape for Collision using glass and they want to use fake glass 
uh, Jungle Boy wanted real glass for whatever reason. The room, there oh, are there multiple dirtiness. Yes, and he wanted real glass, and Punk said, and and so the the hearsay telephone game of rumors is Jungle Boy got one person's approval, but he didn't get the Collision people's approval. It was going to be taped at Dynamite, so it didn't matter. But then they were going to just fly him to Collision to do it. So when it got to Collision, somebody went up to Punk and asked, hey, they're using glass in a segment. Do you approve of this? And he goes, no, why would you use real glass? Uh, we're not that type of show. So why are they asking Punk and then not respecting his opinion? You know what I mean? I mean, they so, do, but the guy didn't. They No, well, clearly they didn't because they let him do the real glass segment anyways. Oh, they did? They did let him do it, yeah. Oh, wow. That's why he said real glass, uh, cry me a river. I didn't even know any of this. I didn't know any of that. What's I mean, the- you understood why he, you, you did hear, because you could see it on the all out, on the all in pre-show. Oh, yeah. You could hear, see him voice that. Like, it's real yeah, glass. I do, I did, yeah. But yes, there was, the reason it, yeah, there was some discussion with Punk, but, you know, the anti-Punk people are saying, and that's literally how we have to report this. There's two sides. There's the anti-Punk side and the Punk oh, side. Oh, yeah. The, the anti-Punk side is saying, it doesn't matter why is Punk giving his creative control. He's being a bully. He's being cancer. Uh, there were a lot of cancer chants uh, before we get into it. A lot of cancer chants going on. But, yeah, he's a cancer. Why is he giving his opinion? But then the pro-Punk people are like, no, they went up and asked him. And also, why are you using real glass? Which I also agree with. Maybe don't use real glass right before your biggest show of the year, in my opinion. Like, maybe take yeah. all the precautions needed for your – you're big, you know, you don't want to, oh, something goes wrong with real glass. Somebody cuts themselves and dies or bleeds out. Do you really want that happening at Wembley Stadium? You know what I mean? For a company that's four years old, that's not a good look either. And they both got pretty beat up. Both. Oh, they did. Got pretty torn up from that glass. And it's like, he got the glass. Just be grateful and just keep it moving. Like, who knows, right? Like, Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But what if, what if Jack Perry didn't say shit? What if he just did the spot, went back to the back, went to the locker room? Where would we be now, right? Like, I don't know. It's just sad. The whole it's it's, it's very sad. And, oh, then, yeah, and I... you know what the you know what the conspiracy theorists are saying that the Bucks made Perry out to be like the fall guy, like you rile him up and get him out of here. Oh, That's what the conspiracy wow. theory. I'm telling you, the the pro punk conspiracy theorists are saying, punk uh, Jack Perry is a stooge for the Bucks. He's friends with them. They told him, "You go do this, and you'll get an extra payer." Like they're paying him off to do this. He's a hired gun. I wouldn't to, say to, necessarily you'd be a hired gun, but I can see them getting in his ear, going, "Can you believe he said that? Fuck that. Fuck him. Fuck his opinion. Can you believe this shit? I bet I can yeah. see that happening. Storing him up. Yes, getting all stirred, stirring the pot. Absolutely." Here's my thing. Jack Perry is an AEW original. Right. So do you think there's maybe some pride or some like for the against the outsider? Oh, right? Or is, is like fuck you old man, like yeah. you're like can that be a, a factor in this? Like I don't know. And but. then before uh Jack Perry was in AEW, he was in Game Changer Wrestling and guess what they used there? Fucking glass. We're talking about real glass. And and this, like, the most sad part is, like, 
this was Punk's demise. So it's like, I don't know. Crazy. I feel like we had a lot more out of Punk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially when he came back. And it's crazy because when he first came back, it was almost like he was fragile. Everybody was kind of like walking on eggshells around him. But then eventually it, it felt like, okay, this is good. This is comfortable. He's back. You know, maybe not the best storylines in the world, but like he's here and he's he's going to be good. And, and it's going to blow up in all of our faces. Well, then there was also the injuries. Like, I don't know if you meant, would you mean fragile, like his ego? Well, I guess he's. No, yeah, like the... his ego when he first came back. Because when when he was on collision, they they separated him and the Bucks, and they they kind of put him with FTR and and things like this, just to kind of appease him a little bit. Appease him, but also that that's fine. I think there is something to you pair him with FTR because then you'll get people thinking, oh, you're gonna get elite one day versus the, like you excite them with that. And yeah. I thought that was a really good main event. That first collision episode, you get a punk promo and you get a you get a six way. Yeah, uh, no, that was good. It was. Um, to me, that was top to bottom, uh, like the perfect episode of an AEW show. Mm-hmm. One of their better shows, top to bottom. Yeah. Very esque. Like, and, and sometimes, like, okay, so Raw, I feel like would always do, like, a, you know, a trio, six-man, whatever, six-man tag. But I feel like that New Japan style, that AEW style, you, you really care about, like, these six-mans, you know? You really care for the about most the- part, yeah. And WWE, I agree. They make you. They make you. Uh, I mean, we'll get into all out. We're going to all out in a second, but yeah, like these combo four man four on fours, these six mans. They make you. There's there's story there. They put time into the psychology of it. It's not just oh, we're throwing some guys together because we can't put them in a singles yet. Uh, you know, let's do something with this. You know, or I mean, guy. WWE did that a little bit, like like during the like the. I remember, like, it was one of the manias, either, like, 22 or 21, where they, like, had the main events of each of each brand. Like, they did, like, a four-way or something, or a four-on-four, or, like, a like a two-on-two or something. And there was something there, because, like, oh, you're pairing people up, but there was a storyline behind it. So it's kind of like that. We're like, yeah, the FDR and Punk have a history. Juice Robinson have a history of FDR. Joe and Punk have history. Like, it was exciting, you know? And they got the time too. That's what's most important. They're not ah. just, hey, we got to do this in two minutes. Hey, no, they gave them time. That was another time. staple of Collision. These matches, time. something. These matches have time. They have story. You yeah. want to watch them? It's sad. Whereas- they did a really good job with the. I one one thing I will say about Punk Joe on Collision, the they showed like a promo package. I I you know kind of like just showing the history of the Ring of Honor feud. And I thought whoever put that package together did a really good job. Yeah, right. And I love that the the original Punk and Joe feud is uh, AEW canon now. Mm-hmm. Which is super And if Punk had to go out, like, he got to go out at Wembley against Joe, someone he has history with, you know, getting a win. Um, I thought that match went a little more smoother than the uh, – well, I guess he did – the Pepsi plunge looked a little rusty, but apparently. Oh my gosh! Um, but and also, I mean, Samoa Joe's a very large human, large man. So it's not. I don't know. Like the 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 all out match with Moxley from a year ago, there were a couple moves where Punk was just like, oof, a little rough. So I felt from a from a rough standpoint, the all in match was in a better shape than the the. If you had to compare final AEW matches, yeah, I mean, if you're just comparing matches all together. The the Punk Joe match was a lot better than Punk Moxley. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. Either Punk Moxie, the eight second one or the, the main event one. Oof. I mean, it was good. It was fine, but it was just like, oof. There were a couple, or like some of the go to sleeps. And again, I'm not trying to pick on the guy. I love him. We all love him. We just, we're like, are you all right? Like, I'm not even like, I'm not trying to do a Botchamania thing. I'm just like, are you okay? <laughs> are you struggling? Because he said, even guy, after though. Brawl he Out, old, he's old, but I mean, I'm old. Out. He's older than me. Right. I mean, I'm just like, if you're injured, like, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to prove yourself if you don't. But then it's also that, like, young man toxic game. And he's from that era of, like, you work hard. What would Harley Race do? You, I mean, this is a guy who worked until the MRSA infection was going to kill him. You know what I mean? Like, these guys work hard. It's, he's come from the era of Eddie Guerrero and Bob Holly. And, you, <laughs> you know, know what's funny? He's two years younger than AJ Styles. And AJ Styles uh, is in, like, such a great condition. Right. Uh, AJ Styles is 46. CM Punk is 44. One's a flatter. One believes the earth is round and the other has questions. Hey, I mean, you never know. Maybe if you think the earth is flat, then you live a long, uh, blissful life. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. The earth is flat. No, they asked him one time. He's like, I don't don't have... I'm not a flat earther. I just I, I have questions. I mean, I feel like I feel like uh, he has to say that now because uh, he became the the joke of the industry because of flat earth. But I'm also like AJ. Like, what do you do? You really have time for questions? Like, just just do the 450. Like, like yeah, give us a phone number for him and just shut you have 19 off. kids. You have a lot of kids. You travel most days of the week. You got he you got, travels you got with an Xbox. Yeah, like just just do do your thing. We just don't play your we don't, video games and wrestle your matches. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't. I don't need to hear your questions. Sorry. We don't need to see you uh, telling us about science. Yeah. Uh, so we had a pay per view AEW All Out. That was pretty fun. Uh, what was it like for you? Uh, you know, be getting to the arena and just kind of being there before the show started. It felt very um. So, you know, there was obviously like, oh, Punk's not going to be there, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's, you know, I was reading online. Oh, it's going to be like a scrambled card. And and how do you follow up that with that? You know, I have to say, all things considered, it was a good card for uh, the fact that maybe they had to follow up a big event with another event. You did not have Punk, but yeah. I think they did a good job assembling feuds. Maybe that it, none of the feuds felt that rushed, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, even even uh, going into it with only four matches announced seven days ahead of time. Like they still, did a good uh, yeah, job no, I, I thought it was a really good. And again, they really front loaded as we get into the beginning of the card. Like like we said, you know, the second spot, the third spot can be dead spots. There was nary a dead spot. Like I literally didn't even go to the bathroom until the fifth match, and that, and I still I rent ran and came back, and then I didn't leave for the rest of the night. Like it was just nonstop action. They did a really good job, not letting any match, at least in the arena, feel like it fell flat. Everything kept going. Everything flowed. Yeah, it, it definitely took me by surprise. I, you know, was one of the many, like, not detractors, right? But I was, like, in my group chat, I'm like, are we spending the money on All Out? Like, 
at this point there was only two matches announced and i was like oh you know at the end of the day we did spend the money and we were like fuck it let's get it and none of us were home which was funny but we all bought it anyways and uh i was pleasantly like pleasantly surprised by the whole card and and the pacing and just the moments and yeah it it took me by surprise for sure i mean like you said xavier we, we talk about moments on the show i mean that you know you kick it off. I thought they did the right thing, kicking it off with, you know, best friends, baby, or whatever you want to call it. You're better than you, baby. Or, I mean, they're over with the fans. I mean, they had the specific, they had a Jordan 23 Jersey that said double clothesline that they were selling at all state arena or excuse me at, at United center. I wanted to it buy was, <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like the fact that a double clothesline is getting a pop in 2023. Did you, did you ever think that'd be possible? No. <laughs> and, it's, I, and the kangaroo kick and, and, and that, the kangaroo kick and, and the whole feud within itself the story it, it it popped off i didn't expect any of it and at first i was like oh, i don't really i just don't care but they just kept going and going and organic and organic and it got over maxwell it, with the uh with the sportsmanship chant Oh, no, I love that. I love he's all he's all this guy trained me sportsmanship because he's been doing that a few times. I love when he yeah. does the sportsmanship again. Max knows when to take the temperature of a crowd and inject his character Max, into the he's so yeah. good. Yeah, how old is that kid? He's only 25, 26, and he's that he knows how to read wow. the room so well or read the crowd so well. It's 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 insane. Yeah, very effortless. You know. Um, Literally. pleasantly surprised. I was a little like, oh, Dark Order, but like they they work, they they knew their job. They were they're friends with the Bucks. They're gonna be the heels. Sorry. I was a little like, bit um not into it going into it because of the Dark Order, but you know though the fun of of Max and 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 Adam Cole just kept me into it. Kept me into it and Dark Order play. I want to give John Silver, uh, and Alex Reynolds credit. Like they played their part as the heels well like they tr- i know they want to be faces but you're your heels just do that um Should what is done. the gentleman's forgive me i don't know the gentleman's name in the suit with the mask what's his name oh evil uno he did well yeah i thought Evil Uno was a little thinner like he looked like a thick boy i uh, believe that they got, referred to him as yeah uh he did a good job with his role uh being like the heel the heel manager like he did the he did he did a good he played his part well, is what I'll say. Um, yeah, he's great. The injury angle was great, you know. In the and again, we were, you know, shout out to my friends who hooked up those those seats. We were floor, uh, which was insane. Uh, man, like, yeah, that place came alive when when Max did the comeback. Like that place came alive. It I was, liked when uh, Max did the sportsmanship chant, and then he went to shake John Silver's hand, and then he poked him in the yeah, eye. Yeah, and then he poked his eye out. No, oh, no, he, he's good at reversing it, like. He's a face, but he's still got heel moves, and he's he's very every move matters. Every look to the camera makes is great. Every look to the crowd is great. He he plays the moments well. He understands the psychology. I mean, I think it's that thing of he just studies so much tape and he studies the greats. And he you know whoa, a person who talks to legends. Whoa, I don't know, I don't know if AEW has a lot of that going around lately, but respecting the people that came before us who know how to take a temperature of the room and understand kayfabe, and this man understands. And he's paired with 
one of the better wrestlers of this generation, Adam Cole. So it's it's a win win. Yeah, it's it's a perfect pairing. Perfectly imperfect. The question I have for you guys is: Could you see this uh, baby run, baby face tag team run lasting through twenty, like lasting to like March of twenty twenty four? Should know. Max resign? I am well aware that Max uh, is up for renewal in January, but could this Max isn't going should, anywhere? Should he renew? Well, I don't want to say that. Never say never. You know? Oh yeah, I mean that's true. Should, but should should Max resign? Should Max resign? Could you see this babyface run going till like March or April of next year? How long do you guys see this going? I don't see it going that long. You know what? I don't see it going that long either. But also, I thought it was already going to break up like three times. Right? They're they're teasing us breaks multiple multiple times. Uh, I personally have a theory. It could be. Like, will we get the final chapter, the final uh, uh, match at Full Gear? Because Full Gear is in L.A., which happens to be where Max had his promo last year and Adam had his return this past year. Do we oh, finish this? Do we finish the feud in L.A.? But I'm a big bull, as you guys know, listening to me on this show. I like I like using buildings to tell stories. Yeah, and right. not a lot of the fans remember that, you know. I mean, can you can you keep it going? Perhaps until November, absolutely. Oh, till November for sure. Yeah, yeah, because that's when full they, gear is. Full gear is in November. Full gear is November. And yes, the reason November why I know 18th. that is because they just announced a live collision, Friday night yeah. collision on the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Because the pay per views on a Saturday. Yeah, silly. A week yeah. before Survivor Series, you're gonna get uh, you get full gear, and then a week later, Survivor. Series. And is Punk showing up at Survivor Series? No, Punk's going uh, to make the Rumble. I think Punk wanted the Rumble in 2023, according to the Sheets. Oh, like, according to, right, according to the Sheets. All but, of a sudden, Punk wanted the Rumble 2023. But, I mean, he was there. He went. He was he was talking. He was talking to Triple H, that's all I know. I don't know, man. I really do not know. Is he too old school like for his own good? I don't know. I really, I don't know. Doesn't work for me, brother. Doesn't fucking matter because he's fired. So it's like we can speculate all we want, and that's and why I bit- don't want to. I I just don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Like, let's not get too excited. Yes, all, I'm excited all about Survivor- it, no matter what. Survivor Series is in Chicago, so everybody's going to be like, we'll do a punk. "Oh, you know what? Actually, I saw somebody who said, uh, bring Punkin' for six months.'" Uh, bring him in at Survivor Series and have him have his swan song at WrestleMania. That's actually not bad. I mean, at his age, at his point, at his time. Give, give he him should not be wrestling every week. He needs to be an attraction. He right, be, yeah. Three if or he's going to come back, that time frame. give him the Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. give him the part-timer schedule. Give him the whenever he, Yeah, part-timer, select house shows if he wants. You know, again, is he happy? Uh, probably private dressing room, private car, whatever. Uh, oh, that was another thing we didn't even discuss. The 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 aforementioned punk had to ride the London subway to get to the hotel because there was no car service. Your biggest show, one of your biggest stars, and you don't have a car waiting for yeah, him. Yeah, what that's happened little, there? That's just a little weird to me. It, it did. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he chose to ride the subway. Like it was like, hey, we're gonna get you a car now, and he's like. 
ah, I'm already on the subway type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, or even like it's it's, it's London. I want to ride the subway. You're crazy. Yeah, I just if that added to any if there's truth to it, then they that's definitely not good. I mean, that, that could they, have, yeah added some animosity. They, I mean, like, yeah. Let's let's give maybe AEW the benefit of the doubt. No, we're gonna put an investigation on. I mean, hey, we well, that's what you notice. I'm saying, service. Who didn't yeah. make that call? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But do who they? Wouldn't? Well, oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Well, it was Christopher Daniels, and he was doing it out of out of uh, because you made me you made me come all the way to Collision and not go. <laughs> Oh, was so, it revenge? So, I mean, as far as Punk like going to WWE, like speculation, it's fun, whatever. Do you think his fans have kind of like given up on him? Like, how did it feel like that in Chicago? Critique? Like he good, let us down too many times. Good question. Sam. There's going to be a little bit of that. Well, that's why I have a theory. You know, so there's two things we can talk about right now. Is is where Punk should go? Does he does he want to come back? First, I think he needs to reflect on. I just want the man to be happy. That's first and foremost. And it seems like yeah. he just can't be happy. I, I hate to say this because it sounds so much like with, you know, Xavier, you really hit the nail on the head. Like this is just, it's not, no one comes out of this looking good. No. That's the main thing. There's just, no, yeah. There's no, yeah. with Brawl Out, there were some winners and losers. There were good guys and bad guys. Nobody's a good guy. Everybody looks bad. Like Tony, you let this thing simmer up yes your safety was threatened i'm sorry about that but you did not do a good job uh managing your talent managing your egos you do need to be a big boy put on the put down the cocaine put on your big boy pants and yeah that would have happened in front of vince mcmahon 20 years ago you know and if it did it wouldn't it wouldn't i mean it's yeah go ahead no i'm just saying if it did it wouldn't get out yeah, that's true too. Well, twenty years ago, yeah, it wouldn't get that'd be the first thing. It wouldn't get out. But also, I mean, they did old school like Hazel. I know well, everybody's been writing on, you know, dirt sheets and comments and Facebook, like, oh, Jack Terry did this back in the day, Undertaker would have punched him. And there oh, would have been a wrestling that. I hate court. That. Yeah. But it's also like we're not in that era anymore, so you can't you can't go back to that. But I do think there, if there's a way to healthily do this, sounds far fetched, but I know for a fact they have had when Enzo and Big Cass and WWE were having issues, they did do a wrestler's court, a modern era wrestler's court where they had a meeting, everybody came in and said their piece, and Roman and Seth were kind of leaders and they made decisions. I don't see why, with the veterans they have between Moxley, Jericho, and Punk, they couldn't have some sort of talent meeting and discuss this. And Danielson. No, they did the first. They did have to brawl out. And then Jericho's like, I'm never going to let that cancer come back to this locker room. And that's why Punk had to meet with Jericho before he came back. Did they actually have a talent? I mean, or was it just. That's what they said. I heard it was just. That Jericho, Moxley, Danielson kind of led the meeting. Yeah. My understanding was Punk, uh, Jericho just went up to Punk and said, You're a cancer. That's it. Mm, yeah, no, I, I read that there was a, a like a meeting and the three guys who stepped up were Jericho, Moxley, and, and Danielson. And Danielson is locker room leaders. Yeah. Um, Which is great. I just, I, I mean, they're great, but all three of them are potential leaders. I mean, Jericho is a leader. I mean, he, to me, he is, he's basically the undertaker of AEW. 
personal thing. Yeah, he is. is. Absolutely. He also needs to get credit for being, like, if there ever is an AEW Hall of Fame, he should be the first entry. I agree. He, He carried this company when it wasn't even a company. From day one. Yeah, before, yeah, all in, right? Uh, yeah, he was there at All In as a surprise. But, I mean, like, the first big signing, first main event, first champion, you know, when the TV deal was reached, he was on a lot of the promo because it was like just we got to get new guys he over. Was the name. He was, yeah, with, he was the name. Yeah, he was one of the few names. and I mean, He was, like, the name, though, because at that time, yeah. I mean, the next biggest name was Mimi Pack or Adam Page, and those aren't Or big Cody. Names. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess Cody. I guess Cody's right. No, it's also like who's what? Who's the biggest name? Oh, Stardust from five years ago. Yeah, like no offense to Cody back back then, but to me, when the TV deal was made, your two big stars were maybe Jericho and Cody, and that's it. Yeah, they did a Jericho, lot more celebrity. Jericho things. and Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> they did a lot more celebrity things back then. I don't know if you remember, like they had the Shaq match back in Dyn- those Dynamite days. Uh, like Kevin Smith was showing up on there. They would do like stuff with Rick and Morty. They were doing a lot of like celebrity things. Like those those first few dynamites are wild if you go back and watch them. Yeah. You're right. I remember the Rick and Morty gimmick. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that was weird. I don't like Rick and Morty. I never got into it, but I I thought it was like, oh shit, like this is like some like I think it's an interesting show, but also much like wrestling, not a big fan of the Rick and Morty. I'm not I like the thing, I don't like the fans. Oh, yeah, the guy. That's right. The same guy that made Community. We're currently watching Community. I love it. Oh, he did some shit? Some fuck shit? The guy. Yeah, I don't know what he did exactly. But that's not what we're, that's not what kind of podcast we are. Hey, we had a world television title match, and uh, Samoa Joe came out a little early uh, before MJF was all the way. Which was so funny. Like, we talked about dead spots, and you don't go second. Well, that was probably the best spot for that to happen because then we got the greatest like pull apart interaction, uh, call back to history with I... that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was crazy. amazing. We went I nuts in when, the when arena. When they first did this, I looked at my wife and I said, are they doing a parody of CM Punk from All In? That was my first thought process. And but... so anyways, uh, I'm sure everybody saw it, but if nobody saw it, Somebody didn't see it. Samoa Joe comes out. MJF is walking up the ramp. Samoa Joe just pushes him like nothing, like like he was just a piece of garbage, and just kept walking. He didn't even look at him. He just pushed. It's also him a callback to an NXT to win. There's an NXT. MJF was yeah. and Joe pushed him then too. Yeah. Uh, MJF it got was pissed, a... and he went after Joe, and they had this brawl, this this pull this pull apart security, yeah. and just Love. again like Joe Joe coming down the ramp, like he's got the dumbest, like the shittest eating grin. It's perfect. He's just like, yup, come yep. on down. I did that. Um, yeah. Again, Joe deserves leadership roles given how he handled all the punk stuff. I mean, getting literally, punk allegedly wasn't going to come out for that match and took Joe being like, hey, uh, you know this thing is like the big thing. It's at Wembley and you're about to screw up. Because they literally were scrambling to figure out what was going to be the opening match. Imagine that chaos before your biggest show ever. Can you imagine telling CM Punk you're the first match? He probably was pissed about that. Maybe. I don't No, I don't think we need to go that far. I think they knew what match they were getting into. It was literally Punk saying, 
I don't want to go up because I don't feel safe here or like whatever. He was, he was hot. He was in a hot mood already. He punched the guy or the pie face, whatever you want to call it. But I don't think the order bothered him. I'm sure, sure he knew what order he was. It wasn't like they just decided at the beginning, Hey, you're going to go first. Yeah, you know what I mean? That just sounds that, and especially with punk's creative control, like, Hey, we're not going to tell you what order you're going to be on on the biggest show of the year. Uh, it just felt odd. Uh, I think we, we, we forget that Punk didn't have an issue with being the main event. It was more like the, the whole Undertaker-Punk thing. It was he didn't get paid like the other matches. It was more a money thing. Ah. Uh. Uh, I only know this because I rewatched that cult or I re-listened to that cult Punk interview like two times a year. Uh, it's, 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 you know, you got to make Roman look really strong. You know, it's still one of my favorite. Uh, they they, they Z-pack me to death, and then I shit my pants on a SmackDown, which is uh, I mean, legend. Who, what other wrestler would ever tweet that they, hey, watch SmackDown, I poop my pants on SmackDown? Like, what other wrestler would do that? No one. Oh. But but to the to the point at hand, uh, anytime wrestlers like the two is a dead spot, second is a dead spot. I disagree. I mean, two, two, twice this year, we had Cody Brock, number two on SummerSlam. We had Joe Shane Taylor. Amazing one-two punch. Way to kick off the show right. Doesn't feel like they shot the load. It, it set the right tone for the show. I was very happy. And, and with the pull apart, it was an amazing like, whoa, this match is leading into this match, and then you start a new feud. Like, it felt like, to me, that... That interaction to me is what wrestling's about. I'm not trying to yeah, be all poetic right now, but that is what organic wrestling is. Like, oh, you don't like a guy and there's history there. Oh, we gotta do this other match right now. Fine. Get the get the security out here. Like it was so masterfully done. It was perfect. Well, I would love to see Samoa Joe AEW world champion. I would love that. I love watching Joe work. I could watch Joe work. For hours. He's just so good. So fluid. A stud. He's always been fluid. My only regret is I didn't I didn't get to like I, I mean I, I I learned about him unfortunately in NXT and I wish I had gotten to watch him during those days and during his prime days in Ring of Honor. I've I've certainly gone back and watched the matches, man, but like man, I wish I'd seen him live in his prime. Just because like he's 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 one of my favorites. Like I was and that was my first time on Sunday, seeing him live. I was so excited. I was like a kid. I haven't like marked out for a wrestler since pretty much the stone cold return last year. Like I was jumping up and down yelling Joe. I didn't give a fuck. Like, I don't care that nobody else around me was into it. He rules. He he rules. rules. It's just art. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I I can't wait for the, for that mic battle. Him and MJF on the mic is going to be insane. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Hell yeah! And you can put Joe with anybody. That's the other thing too. I mean, honestly, he made Shane Taylor me, look good too. If you told me, um, you know, Punk or Joe, I would probably pick Joe. For sure, for sure, for sure. Six uh, minutes. The next match was for the uh, TNT title. Uh, snooze fest. Darby Allen uh, lost to Luchasaurus when uh, Luchasaurus. You thought it was a snooze fest. I don't know. I just don't like Darby Allen. I just I just check out when he's on. Darby. Okay. I'm just not a big Darby Allen fan. Hey, did you guys see the media scrum afterwards? 
bits and pieces. I saw the clip of of them asking Christian about Edge, and he goes, "I only have one friend, and it's Luchasaurus." Yeah, <laughs> when Christian first approached the table, and he goes, "Hello, how all how are all of your fathers doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I mean, the match itself was very brutal. I mean, they really didn't. No, it and I had a feeling when I'm like, why is this going third? I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a takedown. Uh, look, Luchasaurus is a monster. These these monster-looking guys have to look like a monster sometime, and they need matches for them to look like a monster. And let's be honest here, Darby has won the TNT title multiple times. It's not like another TNT title win you know, is going to do anything when they for said, him. Uh, can Darby become a three-time? I was like, he only won it twice? I thought he won it like three or four times. Four times, right. Yeah, no, he only won it twice, but that's the thing. Like, Does he need another win right now? No. Darby no, will doesn't. stay the same. Whereas Luchasaurus, this was a good showing for Luchasaurus. And I'll be frank, I've been a Lucha fan for a while, and he, he needed a big money win like this and to look like a monster. So, I thought it was a good showing, and, yeah. and Darby was ragdolled like a maniac. And, and Darby's small thing, enough for him to throw around and, and make him look good. For like him that, to throw like around, yeah. uh, the steel steps, that one spot with the steel steps is amazing. Yeah. And again, they both got the win last week. Uh, yeah, I know a few people were like, where's Sting? He's going to come out. He never came out. Uh, I had no idea who that other guy was. I'll be friends, uh, Nick Wayne or whatever. No idea who that guy was. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he no. He uh, He's actually – he just turned 18 in July. Uh, he's been wrestling since he was like 15 or 16. Uh, he's a big GCW guy, and his dad was uh, Buddy Wayne, who is famous for really – he's a wrestler. He's a former wrestler, but he was famous for training other wrestlers. Gotcha. Okay. He's good. Nick Wayne is uh... – Nick Wayne is really good, yeah. He's t- uh, Pratik, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and look up Nick Wayne versus Will Ospreay. Oh, I watched that literally two days ago. It's so good. Yeah, it popped up on my shit, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's a free. It's on YouTube right now. Um, it's, it's a GCW match, but it's... it's I will so definitely cool. take a look at it. For Nick sure. Wayne versus oh. Will Ospreay. Yeah, it's so good. Insane. Uh, I was going to say the highlight of this match for me was Nick Wayne was at ringside. Huh. Yeah. I like uh, what they're doing with Nick Wayne right now and Darby Allen uh, because A.R. Fox did the whole thing where, you know, he was beating up Nick Wayne. He bloodied him and stuff at his school. And then uh, uh, Swerve turned on him, and then he kind of came to Darby and Nick. Well, it technically he came to Nick, and he asked for forgiveness, and he put his hand out, and Nick just walked away. But then Darby shook his hand, and now Nick's like, why are you forgiving him? Like, he's a piece of shit. Why, what are you doing? And so I feel <laughs> like... Now this is kind of driving a wedge between Darby and Nick, which is cool. So it might lead to them fighting too in the future. Yeah, um, well they fight they fight on dynamite. I haven't seen it yet. Um in, in the uh in the Eliminators world title tournament. Here we go. Are you saying they fought this past yet today? Yeah, in the main event of Dynamite. I haven't seen it yet, but really the main event so is Darby went, Allen. How, so Darby just went from being bloody to fighting this week? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a little. See, it's that thing of he just got brutally beat. Like we literally was, he was taken out in a sling, wasn't he? Like in a. Well, I haven't seen like, the match, so maybe he's maybe he comes out all beat up still. I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't like like it's that thing of Piper mentioned this. Uh, oh, by the way, I just watched rewatched Day Live, uh, starring Roddy Roddy Piper today. Uh, uh, legendary movie. If oh, you yeah. haven't seen it, um, 
But yeah, Piper said this one time, and I think it was a, he was commenting on 31, and he said it was WrestleMania 31. You had Sting, Triple H, and then literally an hour after like getting mashed in the head with a sledgehammer, Triple H is quaff in a suit, and he's like he didn't fight a war. Like I do oh, think yeah. we need to. I do think we need to. That's the one thing about kayfabe you can keep alive. Like, does he really need to be fighting a week later? Now, obviously, if I didn't see today's dynamite, so. You know, if they're selling the injury and he's bandaged up, okay, great. But I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of if you. If you got taken out, taken on a stretcher, you're fighting literally a day later, or two days later. I don't know. I just that certain things, reality based things, throw me off. Right. And, he should and be I know. off for like he should not wrestle for like at least two weeks. Yeah. Two to three weeks. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's see. I I want to kind of want now. I kind of want to home watch just to see like okay, is he. Is he bandaged up? Did they? Did they? Is he selling? I'm gonna watch Dynamite after this. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Uh, I might have to. I'm sure you can find pictures on on, on Twitter and shit. Anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, so Luchasaurus is still the TNT champion, and next we had a and, match. and a good and a good showing for Luchasaurus. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He needed he needed the win. You're right. He needed a big win. Um, any other thoughts, Xavier? I know we haven't gotten to you a little bit. No, for sure. Uh, I'm in it to win it. Uh, I love the TNT title. It was, you know, it was, you know, if Darby's all hurt and yada yada, and you got Luchasaurus kind of just fading him, which he did. Yeah, I don't know. 12 minutes, 20 seconds of a little bit of story. I mean, it keeps it moving, I guess. But yeah, I wasn't the most invested or interested in this match so gotcha yes i mean again there's that thing. we talked about this with the SummerSlam review like some matches play better at home than in the arena and some matches play better in the arena than home so i definitely there's a couple on this card that i want to i want to i want to see how it played to you guys at home yeah uh so this next match uh Miro versus Powerhouse <laughs> speaking of speaking of what played in the yeah. arena versus what played at home how did the how how were the meat chance? Yes. Oh my god, we just it was Maybe. to me that saved the match, like in the arena. We were we it, it took a while. It started for the arena. We did not get into that match until like maybe two, three minutes in, whenever the big meat chance getting like I've never seen a match where the entrances got the least reaction ever, but once it got going, it was insane. Like once everybody got into the meat. And again, Miro <laughs> meat forever. <laughs> tap that meat. Uh, we we had every variation of meat. There was slap Ever. the meat, tap that meat, meat forever. <laughs> um, I love and again, like this is a guy, Miro Rusev Day. Like this is a guy who played to the crowd and got over with Rusev Day. He knew exactly. I think more than Hobbs. I think Miro knew how to play to that crowd when the meat. Like he knew exactly when to build up his meat slaps uh, with the crowd's chance. Yeah, th- this match might have been one of the top three for me on this pay per view. Mm. Yeah, you know, I I wasn't watching live, so my my group chat of best friends, wrestling nerds, friends was like, if anything, watch that match. <laughs> nice. Okay, good. I'm glad. It played as well at home. I yeah. was uh, pleasantly surprised that Miro got the win. 
I was too, but it it was good. It was poetic. Uh, you know, it, it maybe. he hasn't had a ton of big money, like big big showing wins. So to me, it's like yeah, look, only, Hobbs is still over. He's only really and, had squash matches on Collision. He, yeah. yeah, so he he kind of needs a repackage right now, uh, and it'll make when he finally loses mean more. And Hobbs, you know, it looks like this feud isn't done either. You know? That's yeah, say right. Going so Hobbs, it's Hobbs attacks him after the match, and then we have we have the save. Mrs. Miro comes out. Apparently, she's unnamed at the time in AEW. Uh, CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, right? Because they can't out. call her probably Lana, so yeah. yeah, yeah. She comes out in like a bikini and like a little robe over it or something. I was just like, I was like, wow, she is just very revealing. <laughs> it did not, I don't know how you got it heard on the TV, but it didn't get the biggest in re- the floor seat section. It didn't get a huge reaction, I think, in the stands, people were reacting to it, but she didn't get the biggest pop. Yeah, I went. I went out to the balcony. Like as soon as I saw her coming out, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going out to the balcony." Like, I was uh-huh. like no one um, like whatsoever. So, dude, when she uh, came but- out on the very top screen, how it says like different things, it said like "sexy and flexible" or something. Yes, we were like, <laughs> "What is that? What? Why?" Yeah, I missed that whole thing. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going outside." Yeah, that was weird. And so, and so, and so, Mira. So she came in the ring. She chased off Hobbs with the. She hit Hobbs with the chair. It had no effect on Hobbs. He turned around. Yeah. Rusa or Miro got the chair. He hit Hobbs. Hobbs took a took a powder. He left the ring. Miro took one look at his wife and said, "Oh hell no!" And he left. I don't know why. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I well, saw that's, uh, that's the story. Is oh, are they going to get back together? Or are they not going to get back? <laughs> yeah, will, they, I mean, will they? Won't they? Yeah. This is he should be like. Last time I saw you, you were in bed with Bobby. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, but I kind of uh, like it that they're not. To see where they go? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. I like that they're not just oh they're reunited. Like no, they're gonna make you wait for that. You know? Yep. I mean, yeah. What are they gonna call her? That's the first thing. <laughs> I mean, um, CJ is kind of eh, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't call her Catherine. That's kind of eh. No, but, yeah. yeah. Call her Mrs. Call Miro. Her, uh, Mira. What if they call her Mira? Miro oh, Mira. <laughs> oh boy. Call her Amira. Mira. May okay. and maybe also, ooh, <laughs> she if she if Miro doesn't accept her, then she aligns herself with Hobbs. Oh, oh man. Oh, There's so many ways you can that'd take be it. good. Okay. Like whoever, like he probably doesn't accept her, and then she goes with Somebody's feuding when she she starts interfering with his matches. Like there's so many different things you can do with. You mean with the 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 chick from QT's club? All right. You know, and then it turns into this whole like smear campaign. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And maybe it becomes a mixed tag. They did a mixed tag in WWE. It was like someone with Miro or someone with Rusev, and then I think Lana went with Dolph Ziggler. Like you could do a feuding mixed tag they haven't had too many mixed tags in no. uh in AEW, so there's a way to do it uh where miro has to find a <laughs> he reluctantly has to find a you fight with me take on my wife <laughs> yeah, he goes gets he goes and gets nia jacks put her through table. something yeah something. nyla rose yeah oh that's better than nia jacks <clears throat> mm-hmm. a better 
the next match was a mixed tag. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. The next match was actually for the TBS title. Uh, Chris Statlander yeah. defeated Statlander. Ruby Soho. There was a, a sign in the front row that said, Soraya calls fries chips. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She does. Uh, she got a good pop. Soraya got a good pop. It's unfortunate she hit the wrestle, but, you know, she was busy. She just kind of kind of winning that title the week before. Uh, yeah. yeah. A neck that has to be protected. Just a little bit, yeah. Uh, my that was my first time seeing her live in any sort of form. Because, oh, that's uh, a, that's cool. Hell yeah! So I I, I definitely was like, yeah, over here, move. Were move you how close? I, like, what area were you in? We were uh like near the stage, so we definitely got like I got good video of people entering. So when Tony's term um, came out. Uh, and then she she took the spray paint and she sprayed Ruby and she caused Ruby the match and then she walked up the ramp and she was spraying it in the air. Uh, did it smell like paint or like water? Uh, it smelled like uh, nacho cheese because that's what was near me. Was somebody's <laughs> nacho cheese. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. You're probably surrounded with a bunch of nachos. Surrounded with a lot of food near me. Uh, just people had food near me. Um, no, I thought that was a good spot in a way to not make Ruby take the pin, you know, uh, yeah, like it wasn't a, way, a clean. It wasn't a clean win. And a yeah. way to kind of get Tony Storm to to be get way to get Tony involved. Storm over. Probably it's going to lead to Tony and uh, Ruby feuding a little bit. Maybe we do a little tag team with Soraya. Maybe we do a fatal four way. Maybe you do like a double thing where it's like both champions on the line and somebody wins. I don't know. Like there's so many things you can do with this. You know, um, I don't think it's over though with Chris. I think. There's there's more challenges to come for the TBS title, um, but it was a it was an overall. I mean, I, I don't have the time on it. What was it like? Ten minutes or something? It wasn't a long match. It didn't yeah. feel like a long match. Twelve minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, yeah, the crowd the crowd was definitely a little. It's funny because Ruby's kind of the heel, but the Chicago crowd was very Ruby Soho uh, pro. Yeah, um, is she Chicago? I don't think she's. She's. I think she spent a lot of time wrestling in Chicago, and yeah, she made she, her she, debut. I think she came up in freelance. In freelance, and she made her debut two all outs ago. Oh, all outs kind of her debut pay per view. So it's her anniversary, Atlas. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah, so you get a lot of Midwest. I mean, Moxley gets a lot of Midwest. I mean, Moxley gets Midwest love everywhere, but you know, it, it, it's interesting who was. Uh, Getting hometown love. Athena gets a lot of hometown love uh, because she spent a lot of time. I think Windy City Blitz. Um, I believe Sky Blue spent time in Chicago. Uh, yeah, we didn't really Chicago, talk about the Chicago tights. We uh, we didn't uh, talk about the pre-show uh, real quick. We can touch on that. Uh, three matches on the pre-show. One was the Battle Royal. Uh, that was the one where I'm like, Hangman got kind of some booze for. Uh, that was where the hometown crowd was a little yeah. anti. Uh, they Dude. were not a fan of Hangman winning. Um, uh, I thought that battle royal was quick. You know, it it, it it didn't feel like I felt like the probably the most pacing I've ever seen for a battle royal was the Slim Jim <laughs> SummerSlam battle royal. Like that was probably the longest and most intricate battle royal I've seen like in three four years. Uh, this one felt very pre showy. You know what I mean? Like very quick. You yeah, know? thirteen minutes fifteen seconds, real quick, just real yeah. quick. It flew by. Um, I hate probably, when they feel real pre showy too. Yeah, just on just no pacing. Everybody, and also I did not like. The, I mean, I'm look. 
I think charity is great. Uh, it just doesn't feel like a battle royal stipulation. Like, shouldn't the battle royal stipulation be like a tag potential, like a title shot? Shot, yeah, yeah. Fifty thousand dollars of Tony Khan's money, great, going to Chicago public won. schools. This tweet, uh, but this tweet, yeah, like, they they made the yeah, announcement like, too. Does Adam Page give a shit about Chicago public schools? It probably was to to offset any CM Punk chance. I it bet was that's probably really going to go was. to Chicago Public School no matter who won. No matter what, yeah. But yeah. they're just like, well, it's, it's Adam Page. It's not Adam Page's money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Adam Page uh, was a teacher though before he uh, went. Wrestling. Oh, he was. Oh, he was a teacher. Yes, he was. Yeah. Wow. What did he yeah. teach? Cowboy shit. I think so. Dang. Uh, drinking too much. Drinking too much. I always wanted to crash beer with with uh, So he's so he's a teacher but but I've heard he doesn't like when people he doesn't like listening to <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like listening More to knowledgeable people <laughs> Yeah <laughs> so you're el- Oh hangman Oh man I love hangman I'm sorry No he's he's great who who doesn't love it's such an old school gimmick but it works Who doesn't but, like a fucking front flip clothesline you know Mm-hmm. A lariat. Love a- lariat, yeah. The buckshot. Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh. uh, shooting star, fucking whatever he does. Like, insane. Riding horses, hell yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we had a strap match, you guys. So, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came out and did commentary. Uh, but Brian Danielson defeated Ricky Starks. How long did this match go? Because it was pretty. It was a match was so intense. I like it a lot. Of Twenty minutes, right? Something along that. I would say like twenty-five. Two minutes forty seconds. Wait, what? Twenty-two. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Dragon and- got a good response. Um, you know, uh, Danielson with the with the final countdown theme again. That was great. We loved it. Oh, I bet that was a great entrance live. Back. Yeah, how was that live? How was that live? Tell oh, I was on the. I didn't stop. I didn't stop my phone. I was just. It, I had not. No, I have seen Brian Danielson live, but the only times I've seen him live, he was a heel, and he wasn't using. Final countdown just works so well for him. You know what I mean? Like it's. Ah. Uh, um, Back. To me, this was a star making. I think Ricky Starks is someone we've talked about on this podcast, where, you know, he had the big match with MJF last year. Winners coming. He had that promo leading up to that match. I'm like, this guy's going to be a future star. I think this match made him that that pillar. for. To me, he became a pillar of AEW with that match. And I know that sounds yeah. a lot hyper, hyperbolic, but, you know, and then you find out later from the press uh, 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 press kit, Jesus Christ, <laughs> from, the, from the press conference, uh, one of the few moments where a press conference actually gives you information that's helpful to you as a fan you learn that Daniel Bryan uh, wasn't 100%, but Ricky Starks carried him through it. Yeah, that's and what I he thought said. that was really that's good that he said that. After show. Yeah. And to me, it was. Because if you looked at Ricky Starks, he was like kind of, you know, again, playing to the crowd. He turned his face at the right moments for the camera. It felt like a guy who had the experience of being on TV, playing to the crowd's expectations, playing that shitty heel, playing to the the heel moments with Ricky uh, Steamboat, you know, being the shitty heel to him as well, you know, every moment hit, you know. Oh, and good job with Big Bill. Big Bill played his part very well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Coming in at the right moment. Yep. 
I've seen stand up. I've seen Big Bill do stand up. Uh, he's better as a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, That's... but I'm, I'm, you know, Big Bill stuff. Like he was, he was over his cast, and I know he. A lot of the issues he had were struggles with alcohol. I'm sympathetic anytime someone's struggling with a substance and they behave a certain way that isn't them, and it's a substance that's causing it. So I'm happy to see he's in a company where he's thriving. Cause the man is, he just looks like a wrestler. Like he's so, ah, like he's got that scowl and he works perfectly as a heel and he's kind of doing the heater thing right now with Starks. It's great. I'm, I'm happy for him. Hell yeah. yeah. This might, might have been, I don't know if I said it already, like one of the top three matches for me. Uh, just, ah, the storytelling, Rick Starks with the selling. Even the the closing segments of that match where he's just becoming less of like a cohesive human and just exactly yeah go eyes are going red just fading away like yeah beautifully artistic uh, dude my... I thought he was gonna die at the end huh I thought he was gonna die yeah same and I was like and just his delivery like perfect perfect. Perfect, one of the top three matches of this show for me. Easily top three could have been the main event. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, no it problem. was so brutal, though. You know, it's it's hard to watch something like that. Like, it was a great match. It, it was, was tough, like, thought out, but like at the same time, like, it's just they're they're whipping each other with those straps so hard, and just the blood. The blood came quick through. I mean, Daniel Bryan played the blood up well. Like both had both had crimson masks within like ten minutes of the match. Yeah, you know, if not sooner. Great. Crimson masks all around. The ring got. You see the blood on the ring too, which is that's. There's definitely old school attitude era, old school eras with this where they're letting the blood stay on the mat. You know what I mean? Whereas WWE is like, we gotta get this cleaned up immediately. You know what I mean? Like it's there's something very like, yeah, you're gonna see this. Like it's it's it reminds me of NWA attitude era. Like yeah, there's blood there. Whoa, you know, not for the faint of heart. You know. There was a, quite a bit of – that's the other thing about this all-out card. You can say scrambled. You can say whatever you want. There was a lot of blood on this show. Very brutal, was, very brutal card. Yeah, as we move forward, it was a bloody card. Very yeah. bloody card. I don't think the next match um, was bloody, though, right? The the tag team match, Kingston and Shibata against the BCC. It was a stiff match. A lot, yeah, a lot of stiff chops. Be... I hate to say it, but no, I'm saying this in a good way. Whereas, like between the meaty, between the the meaty chops of Miro and Powerhouse, and between the chops of the Shabbat, I mean Shabbat is like you know the, the, those chops are like you know it, it was a thick boys just chopping. It's it's almost made like the Gunther matches seem like child's play in comparison. I hate to say it. Yeah, like AEW is doing chops where it feels like adults chopping each other, and it's kind of almost it's it's deep. And then you watch like other matches, and it's like oh, like it's almost like ruined other chop matches. You know what I mean? Like because these are so brutal and they look so thick, and they're they're probably realer than we're letting on to. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah. man, like just just big boys slapping each other, so thick. You feel it on your chest. Yeah, I do. I 100% do. Like, man. This is where you're like, <gasps> like, uh, and it takes your breath away, you know? Yeah. 
It was um, good showing from Wheeler. Um, I hate Wheeler. Did you guys see the promo that Claudio did on Collision? I did not. It was Claudio and Wheeler. It was Claudio and Wheeler. Claudio goes, oh, Eddie, you think you're hot shit? You know, he didn't cuss, but he's like, oh, Eddie, you think you're hot shit because you beat up Wheeler Yuta? And he starts, and the European uppercuts him. And then Wheeler falls down. And he's all, don't you understand? And then he, Wheeler gets up, and he uppercuts him again, and then Wheeler falls down again. He's all, we, we always beat up Wheeler, you know. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not an accomplishment. And then he just keeps European uppercutting him, and Wheeler keeps going down and getting back up again. So, but he always gets back up. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was kind of lame. Yeah. I hate Wheeler, you know. Yeah, me too. Wheeler. So like, he would be cool if, like, he wasn't, with the coolest wrestlers in the world. Yeah, he's not cool. No, and he doesn't belong with those guys. Those are the top elite wrestlers, and he's Wheeler. I mean, then, well, uh, here, let me ask you guys then. Yeah, he kind of got paired up, and we kind of just like him. But, like, but then where? what would have been a better... I have my one wrestling friend who literally says, what is, he calls Wheeler Eula, what is a Wheeler Eula? Like, he just doesn't understand him <laughs> as a concept. I agree with so, that. What the fuck is a Wheeler Eula? So my question then is who should have taken when, cause I remember we know the story, right? Of how Wheeler you got in. It was literally no. Brian Kedrick was going to come in, but he was saying some really like, no, I think Tony took comments. He said years ago and, and said, Oh, never mind. We don't want him in our company now. So then they do, they need, and they, and I believe that match was at Wintrust Arena Dynamite with MJF and Punk as a main event. Wasn't it Moxley? Was, Wasn't it supposed to be Moxley? Mox, and, it was supposed to be Moxley and, and somebody else. And, and then it became Kendrick. And then it became Wheeler Yuta just because he was there. You know, they needed some, they need a body for him to fight. And he had a really good showing that night. And then he became part of the club. But o- originally, uh, Wheeler was with the best friends. Yes, he was part of uh, uh, what's his name, Orange Cassidy. You know, he made a man Cassidy. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. What would you have liked? Who would you have liked to have joined BCC? Because you can't just have ex WWE guys. You need one new member. So who yeah, should have I mean, been the rookie? They definitely need to get somebody over. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't really know who. Um, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head, but. Because like an Orange of... Cassidy has a personality, he wouldn't have worked for that. And then like a Trent, Bar- I suppose maybe the other guy, Trent, Bar- <laughs> Trent Barretta. No, like, Trent. I mean, like Trent it... counts as a former WWE guy, though. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, so I guess you yeah. can't do that. So then, who would be, you know? And I wouldn't want a pillar because you know then those get lost in the shuffle. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like Willa Yuta benefited from it. And... I'm sure if I if I thought about it for a little while, I could probably find somebody who. But I, I feel like prefer. his style also fits what they're going for too. That's a little where bit. I think, like I can see that. You know, they're trying really hard to get these new guys over, like him, and they're trying to get Darby over so hard, and on and uh, on all these other people. They're, they're and really people fun. like I, I know you're not a fan of them, but like I do feel like I, I will say like you know one of the things I've been noticing going to these shows and being around live audiences i'm really trying to see what the kids like darby gets over with the kids i will say they like the skateboarding yeah. you know, i mean young CM guy. Punk's he, the best 16 year old me would have loved this guy exactly i don't agree with that he's but not I had a ton statement. of big wins if you notice darby's kind of been struggling with wins but he's still so over like it doesn't matter if he loses he's kind of like he's kind of like Shawn michaels in that way especially like during Shawn michaels early part before the big matches with brett and all like he was losing a lot and kind of a small guy, but the crowd still loved him. 
Yeah. If you think about that, like he kind of has that trajectory. But he also got a big wing with Sting. So, you know, he, he gets. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, this tag team match, um, it started off with Claudio and, and Eddie Kingston just going at it right off the bat. The the hatred that these two have for each other is just it's just crazy. And it's, it's real. It. That's I why it's it. that's it's great because it's also real too. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see how it happened here. Uh Claudio and Wheeler get the win. I don't know exactly how this match ended. Claudio hit a European uppercut on oh that's right. Claudio hit a European uppercut on Eddie Kingston. Pretty anticlimactic. But it was it was a fun match. It was a good match. To me, I don't think. I mean, maybe they'll get one more singles match out of this. We'll see. Um, I like their feud. I like Kingston. Kingston got a really good reaction from the crowd. By the way, people are really, you know, Eddie. everybody's some big big Eddie. What what what's there not to like about him? Uh, and no, I like when, how personally. how often like was this Shibata pairing like kind of for the pay per view or is Shibata's not with the company? Right, this is sort of like a. Like a guest starring role. If you so Shibata right? is feuding with Wheeler Yuta for a while now. He's a current okay. Ring of Honor pure champion, and he's actually had that's a, what it is. He my, had a my traumatic yeah. head injury um, a few years ago. I don't know the the time frame on this. That he was rushed to the hospital. They did emergency brain surgery, and he was supposed to never wrestle again. And so now he's back. He's wrestling, and he he said it's somewhere. It's oh, somewhere is it because of the headbutt or something? Yes. Like, isn't yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And then, but he's recently come out and said that he's taking time away from Japan so he can focus on Ring of Honor. Damn. So he's like a he's a big he like he would be like considered a big star in Japan, but he's getting his Ring of Honor reps basically and elevating that brand right now. Got Pretty it. much, yeah, cool. yeah. Some ex- exclusivity. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And he's the pure champion right now. Got it. So he beat him did and he beat Wheel- have been fighting over the pure title for a better part of a year now. Gotcha. So this was a good like we're gonna like a Ring of Honor like like we got basically like a Ring of Honor like uh uh what do you want to call it? like a feud for their Ring of Honor like basically the two Ring of Honor guys are feuding each other and they're tagged up but they're actually tagged up anyways. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, so got, it's like, funny because yeah. this felt like a very Ring of Honor pay per view to me. A little besides, bit, yeah. We're, get, we're getting big money event. Ring of Honor matches on, the, the, a, on a, yeah. The first two matches are Ring of Honor title matches. Mm-hmm. And so three, technically match, three, yeah, this is a Ring of and Honor. In this match, match there's two yeah. Ring of Honor champions in this match. Mm-hmm. So we got, yeah. Pretty Which is good. I, I don't mind if Ring of Honor, I mean, I know a lot of the purists are like, well, they got so many titles. Well, they're not putting every title on every show, so... Some you just had a big show also last week, so you can put different titles on different shows. To me, if the matches make sense for the pay per view, not just throwing things together, that's that's what's key. And it really didn't feel like for a, for a like you said for a pay per view that was literally cobbled together in a matter of like days, like less days. than a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it didn't feel like there was a lot of hey, this was thrown together. Shane Taylor had won this like tournament like a while ago. So there was precedent to that. The, the ring of honor. Yeah. Okay. Alex silver, whatever. But like they knew each or John silver, excuse me, those, the dark order guys, they have feuded with them before too. And there's, and there's a little bit of history. With, well, but they uh, won a battle Royal as well on rampage. They won a battle Royal, uh, but it wasn't, yeah. So it wasn't thrown together, but they also knew each other too. a little. So it wasn't like, Hey, we're complete strangers fighting each other, you know? Yeah. 
Man, this is a long ass pay per view. It was it was a long show. It went about a good, but it, you know what? It didn't feel like to us. It didn't feel like it like like SummerSlam. I'll say it. SummerSlam dragged for me a little bit. Uh, being in the arena, it also started at eight, so we didn't get done till eleven thirty for SummerSlam. Oh, oh, oh. whereas this oh. one started at seven. Um, yeah. Uh, we didn't touch on uh, as a Chicagoan the highlight. Uh, one of the highlights of the show, it's not my top, top three, but it's a top four highlight, is uh, uh, a Chicago former Chicago Bulls Hall of Famer NBA Dennis Rodman showed up in the pre-show. Oh, you're uh, right. Amazing. He was in the corner of uh, the acclaimed. The acclaimed. Uh, they got a good couple wraps off of Jeff. I mean, again, Jeff Jarrett, you know, you need a heel for a show. He'll come through with flying colors. Oh, yeah. He had a good show, and, uh, he had a good show on Collision, too. And Satnam Singh got a good little uh, in that intro thing with uh, Sanjay Dutt. I like what they're trying to do with him because he's not showing, he's not being thrown into, they're not almosting him. You know what I mean? They're yeah, they're easing him, him in, in a lot more. So. Easing him in a lot. And he's with like yeah. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Dirt, legends of the ring. They'll they'll give him the tools. You know what I mean? Right. Like I mean, easing him in. I mean, Omos, similar, you know, AJ Styles, tag team champions, whatever. That's true. But you know, um, if... you're right, though. There's more of a uh, of a of a village here. Good, yeah, yeah, and I don't think Omos. And also, allegedly, the Undertaker's been helping Omos a lot uh, too. You know, oh. Mark is trying to pay it forward a little bit. Sorry, Xavier. What were we gonna say? No, no, I was like, ooh, I was like taken aback by the fact that uh, Taker is. Uh... Helping Moss kind of, you know, find his foot. I know this is a, I know this is an AEW episode, but uh, yeah, apparently Undertaker's been showing up backstage to all the big four, bi- bi- the bigger pay per views. Like he went to, he he was backstage at Mania, backstage at SummerSlam, backstage at uh, Money in the Bank. Um, he's he's been going, he's been helping out a lot. Wait, helping Omos? Cool. Just just being backstage, and I think with Omos specifically, Omos has listed that. Oh, Taker has helped me a lot in the ringer. He's come with me to the performance center anytime he's in town. Dope. So good for him. That's oh, cool. Yeah, that is. Uh, the next match we had was uh, Kenny Omega taking on Kanosuke Takeshita. Oh my gosh, this was this might even match the night. It was such a good match. So Top. brutal. Takeshita oh. got the win, which was surprising to me. Yeah, such a lot. No, I uh, I think they were really trying not to invite Punk Chance. So if you notice, the elite lost for the most part. Oh, interesting. And to me, with this loss, though, Kenny Omega has been pinned by Takeshita two times in seven days. Yep. To me, this keeps this feud alive. I mean, he beat Osprey. He got the big win at Forbidden Door, didn't he? Against uh, Osprey. No, he lost. He lost at Forbidden Tour too. Okay, so he's because he won so at Wrestle lost. Kingdom. He won the title at Wrestle Kingdom, and he lost it back to Osprey. Lost title at Forbidden, Forbidden Tour. So he's so he's taken a lot of losses this year. Seven, I think he said seven pay per view losses or something. He's Interesting. Seven singles losses. Seven singles. Yeah, because he lost the steel cage match as well uh, with Don Callis. Um, yeah. Yep. A uh, beautiful callback with the screwdriver. I love the psychology. Also, Don Callis did great heel work in the arena. Like we were, he was playing to the crowd perfectly. Again, he knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Oh, Don Callis is amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
He knows what he's doing. I mean, to me, this keeps this feud going. I'm sure Kenny Omega will get the win at some point. At some point. But it's good to build uh, Kenosuke Takeshita and just keep the story going. uh, This could have also been potentially a main event. I think, though, having Takeshita win, having a foreign heel win uh, for your big flagship show would not be a good ending. So I get why maybe they didn't put this last. But I see why potentially... This was a because it's just from a match bell to bell technicality standpoint, easily could have been a main event. Yeah, but no, the he, thing is though, John Moxley is one of the toughest wrestlers in the world, and Orange Cassidy is one of the most beloved wrestlers in the world. So there's a zero percent chance of a takeover during that match. That's that's why I mean I was gonna get to it, but yeah, pretty much what you said when we when we get to that, that to me this was a homegrown AEW uh in, in not Orange Cassidy, but like it was like these are AEW original. No, I think Cassidy's that. an original too. Yeah, AEW's an, and and also like Moxley. Look, you can say he's a WWE guy, but he was there at Double or Nothing. He was there at their first paper. Oh yeah. Like to me, these are these are these are uh, uh, what is the right word? Like just seasoned vets of this industry, locker room leaders, if you will. They put up, but we'll get to it. We'll get to the main event when we get. To it. Um, uh, the next match we had an eight man tag. It was uh, the Bullet Club Gold, the Bang Bang Gang uh, against uh, FTR and the Young Bucks. Um, this so this was definitely where the Punk Chance came out in the arena. I don't know how noticeable. Oh it was yeah, on you're probably TV. right. I can see that. Yeah. But then a weird thing happened in this match. I don't know how much this caught on at home. Um, so Juice Robinson is from uh, Joliet, Illinois, which is a suburb of Illinois. So there was a lot of people chanting punk, but then there were people trying to shut down the punk chance fans. And these then fans started to chant juice Robinson because he's like, okay, if you want to chant for a hometown guy, let's chant for juice Robinson. But the irony is juice and uh, guns were clearly the, the heels of this match for as from a, from a, Hey, this, this, they're working as the heels of the match. Technically, you know what I mean? But the Bucks definitely got a lot of heel boos as well. And I felt like if you noticed at more points in the match, they kind of played to the crowd like heels. I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed that. Like, even though they were like technically really, faces. Really uh, like, yeah. like they feel their feelings about CM Punk towards Chicago in general. Yes. Uh, did anyone catch uh, Dash's uh, tribute to Punk. He did the X's with his arm at the beginning of their intro. Oh, no, I did not. There was a quick little like, yeah, and at one point he was pointing to I was wearing a Punk shirt. He was looking in my direction. I'm not trying to say he was like, yeah, but there was definitely like a we love, we appreciate Punk. We're not going to boo Punk here. We appreciate it. Good. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm a big FTR fan. I know they tore the house down with, I really enjoyed their match with all in. And I like that. Hey, now they're paired up a little bit. Let's see what they can do. Uh, yeah. I thought their psychology worked with the punk, with the, with the bucks as super kicks and each of them kind of doing each other's moves in this match, like teaming up, like, Oh, you're down. So now I'm going to, I'm going to do my move with you. Like they did a good job making yeah. each other look good. Yep. It was cool. Good callbacks, good storytelling. You know, the uh, what is it called? The uh, BTR trigger, BTE trigger. Yes, 
VT trigger. They played played it up well. It, it it had like fun house show moments with it, but it was also a pay per view match. If that makes sense, they just it was paced very well. All cylinders. It's all those like facets, you know. You have the time for this match. Twenty one minutes thirty five seconds. Definitely did not feel like a. Uh, it definitely felt like a full match, but it didn't feel like a slow match. It yeah. definitely, yeah. Not too much, not too little. It could uh, have been a... Go ahead. I don't know if it could have been a main event, but it definitely had the crowd reacting like a main event. Match, could have been. Sense because for that arena, because of the punk stuff and because of all the chance for him, there definitely were elements where, oh, okay, you could have... If you had to end the night on a, on a multi-man, this could have been... That could have been it with all the star power and all, all the, the star power, too. Yeah. So, but it was great. Good match. I'm, I'm glad they put it on the card. And, you know, putting FTR with the Bucks, kind of like New Japan callback where you put, you know, enemies with together. The, you know, yeah, exactly. So it was cool. It was, it was, a, it was a good outing for everyone involved. Also, I'm. I know the guns. Oh, Nepo babies. Whatever. They're doing a good job. I like those two guys. I've listened to a little. I've listened to a few interviews with them. They're doing what they can. They're learning. They're under the learning tree. All that good stuff. But they did a. They did a really good job in their role as heels. And they know that. Again, they have the knowledge tree of Billy Gunn, who plays to the crowd just as well too. They're 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 serving their roles well, and they're doing really well with like just just taking the temperature of the room as a heel, and they're doing. They're getting the right amount of heat. They're not getting go away heat. I'm noticing the right amount, and and they're learning under like the DX, right? Like yeah, right. With, they uh, even did a couple. I'm sure you noticed, like they were doing crotch shots. So they're doing like those little like DX teasers, like they're teasing us. Yeah, and and, and the fact that they're like in you know quote unquote bullet club, which is synonymously like a callback to you know nwo and like that like era yes it's cool like it's cool it makes sense a little bit of legacy there too yeah right like i i I dig it and and they're doing a great job of like just kind of sprinkling you know just a little little old school into the mix so i dig it did anyone catch the gum spot the chewing gum spot. No. So at one point, I forget if it was lethal if it was, or Jay, 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 lethal. Jay White was uh, kicking um, uh, 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 Cash, but Cash is chewing gum. And literally. Oh my gosh, I did see it. I, I you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Go, go ahead and go, go keep talking. Basically, they're in the corner and the, and Cash is getting kicked, and apparently he's chewing gum. The kick, he, uh, uh, Jay Jay uh, uh, Jay White lands a kick on Cash that ca- causes him to spit the gum out, and it, <laughs> the gum is towards Dash. And I believe Dash grabs it. Uh, am I? I'm getting their names confused now. All right, uh, forgive me, but the Just call him Harry Dash grabs. Hair and no hair. Hair <laughs> grabs it. Mustache and no mustache. Um, um, a, a guy who has gun charges, we'll call him that. Jesus. Poor guy. Uh, no, not poor guy, because I said poor guy, and then the other guy that was with us was just like, 
he raised a gun in the middle of the street. Like I'm like, yeah, I just I just feel bad. That's like, dude, right before the biggest match of your career, you're dealing with this nonsense. Like I feel for him. You know, like he probably just had a bad day or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, but either way, he catches the gum. Everybody reacts in the front row, and then he tosses. He looks at us, smarts, and then throws the gum to the crowd. A fan. <laughs> so this is the part that you guys probably didn't see or notice. A fan catches it and eats that gum. So they oh. chant Usyk. So they chant Usyk fuck. So there's a Usyk fuck chant going. There were there were three Usyk fucks uh, throughout the night. One was for the strap match uh, towards Ricky. Then there was one towards uh, Luchasaurus for brutalizing Darby and the third was for the fan who ate the gum. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a gum spot recently where a wrestler picked up another wrestler's gum and put it in his mouth. And I think that's what I thought it was, but I think that was from a GCW show. Mm. Oh, I hate gum. That's just me being weird. But oh. I'm not the biggest, I don't personally like chewing it, but I'm also just like, apparently, oh, um, uh, Cody was interviewed one time and he goes, what was some advice your dad gave? He goes, Dusty hates when wrestlers chew gum during matches. <laughs> Apparently, old school Dusty was not a fan of chewing gum during matches. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, if you if, if it's so noticeable, then yeah, you shouldn't be doing it. I agree. And probably, knowing Dusty, given he ran a school, taught a lot of people developmental, he probably noticed it. So yeah, if it's noticeable oh, yeah. on camera, oh, yeah. don't fucking do it. The only person who can chew gum is Kurt Henning. <laughs> yeah. Man, rest in peace. R.I.P. Baby, he used to spit it out and hit it into the fans. It yeah, was- he. The, I wonder if there was that was what he was trying to go for with that, like spit out, boom, because it was like a fluid motion, like caught throw, caught throw. It was like baseball. He I don't know, good. man. FTR has too many throwbacks. All right, <laughs> the All right. they love their throwbacks. Uh, let's see, we have a main event. Was there next match? The main we event? do have a main event. This, this was not the main event. We. Uh, we have a title match for the main event. The only AEW uh, man. No, there was TNT. Okay, so they had three. Let me pull it up. I believe there's only three AEW titles on uh, uh, the line. This this pay per view. Two, maybe right. No, TBS and oh, uh, you're right, TBS. Uh, TBS and TNT and uh, 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 international. Oh, international! Yeah, the main event was the international title, the All Atlantic. Yeah. So I mean, good elevation for that title. I mean, like it's getting the main event of, and probably like you know, this was a high profile look. Look, look, they're both. I would say Orange Cassidy is a is an AEW original, and Moxley is one of their bigger draws, bigger star. I had a feeling he was going to win just from booking psychology. If he lost last year, he deserves to win this year. But I mean, and Moxley even is, beat Moxley at this point, you know, even you know. Yeah, he has, uh, he has to win. But it's also like, man, like such a brutal match for so much brutality. Like, man, like I think it was a good showing for Orange because it showed a different side. I think Orange Cassidy has been getting some good big money matches uh, as of late. Uh, I feel like right now, like he's he's become almost a personality where he doesn't need a title, like Darby Allen kind of in a way. We're like, okay, like he's become bigger than the the title. For for AEW in this context right now, like now he just needs a face running, needs like a good feud, like a good singles push, like a good singles push through a nice, like give him a good three month program with somebody. Yeah. yeah, it was a good it was a good showing for Orange, 
you know, clearly Tony is like really high on Orange and between Moxley and Orange, 19 minutes, 50 seconds, uh, brutality. Brutality. Orange, Orange, Orange had a hell of an international title run. Oh my gosh. Hats off to, to Orange. It was a great, yeah. a great run, a long run. And who else but to, uh, you know, kind of take the throne? Moxley. And didn't I call this a few episodes ago? We did, yeah. Where I said, give it to Moxley and let him go to Japan. and Let, let him go everywhere. Like, And you know he would. He'll he will, it. yeah, he will too. F pro, you know, just go. Like, It's going to be, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be Tony being like, hey, can you not take it there? Like, no, I'm going to take it there. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rumble, hell yeah. Take it to <laughs> Just go, you know, just go. Because- Make it the traveling. I mean, I I know we keep saying like, uh, but to me, that's what makes, you already have a lot of belts on your program. Yep. You don't need every belt defended every time on this program. Like, let him do it. It will only, like, look, if you see an AEW title on another promotion, isn't that commercial? Isn't that free advertising for your federation and yeah, company it is and then you make people think about it like people go oh what this title is here what else are they, where else are they going and to me i get the protect i get the sacredness of you can't always show your world title on other companies but that's that's why we don't need to show the world title just show this is the title for it it's not the tnt title it's not the tbs title it's not the tv title it's a travel essentially a traveling title that's why you called it the international title to me that's why they changed that but you know it doesn't even need international just take it to uh, blood sport like you said yeah you know pack took it to dragon gate and Rev- dragon uh, gate and uh no evolve isn't around anymore right but he took it somewhere in england I can't Rev- remember where he took it. was it Revpro? it was Revpro, and it's like hmm. send moxley you know like why not like it just puts eyeballs on the product and oh Wrestle Kingdom's four months away. Oh my god. Definitely right? please. So like where do we go? You know? Oh gosh. I-, I think it's great. I think it's good. And Moxley is that type of guy who will go to Japan and will come back. He will go to Japan and he'll represent the brand. Yes. Yeah, you will. And the title, yeah, it's great. It's great. He kind of also, I this might be great. Like he doesn't also, he doesn't need to wrestle it uh, on AEW programming for a while. Like let him just wrestle it and other. Won't it be like a thing? Like hey, I want to see Moxie. Well, you got to subscribe to this other thing. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's a commercial. He's a what? He could be the traveling commercial for AEW. It's great business, and it gives him some fresh guy. As a wrestler, you want fresh dance partners. You want to elevate other people. It's a way for him to kind of be off TV, but not be off TV. No, and he'll elevate other talent and just put eyeballs on like that. And then those eyeballs from that like independent promotion go to AEW. It's great. It's great. I hope it like manifests into something. Keeps It keeps him away from the other titles as well because now he has, you know what I mean? Like it's and it doesn't feel like a mid-card title. You know what I mean? No. It doesn't feel like a demotion title. Like, we, we talk yeah. about, oh, when Roman lost this match, he had to be the U.S. title, or so-and-so 
lost this TV title. They have to become the, or like they lost main event. They got to be TNT. It doesn't feel like a mid, it does feel still special. I think credit goes to Pac and Orange Cassidy for making it feel like a main event title. And yeah. credit to Tony for being like, hey, you're going to get a big singles title match as your main event for All Out. To me, it puts it on par with the heavyweight title. It's perfect. Yeah, This is the perfect yeah. storm of factors coming together. Yeah. And then another factor is uh, on Collision or whenever it was that Brian Danielson came out to save Rookie Steamboat and he, and he signed that contract, he had a huge pop. And then he came out for the match against Ricky Starks. He had a huge babyface pop. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's back and he's babyface now. But when the show went off the air, he was out there with the the BCC celebrating yep. with them. So now yep. I'm interested to see where they go with it. It's going to be like a babyface sometimes and a heel sometimes. Like, what's going to happen here? It's interesting. And that's my one thing with Jamar Danis. And okay, you've not, he's never won a title. He's kind of too big for a TNT title. I don't think he's the type of guy where you you put him in a mid-card yeah, no, title. I agree dude. with that. I agree with that. He kind of just has to be, to me, Brian Danielson is, he should be the part-timer of AEW. Like, just kind of come in like a Sting, like a Brock Lesnar type, come in a few times a year, the big shows. Doesn't need to wrestle on TV unless it's somebody he really wants to push. Um, yeah, or like a dream match. Like, okay, well, yeah. I'll let you wrestle six times a year, or you know, whatever. But what's when it's like really important to you? Yeah. When it's really important to you, or when it's important to us? Like he does. I think it was yeah. okay that he was not on all. In. I mean, I'm sure selfishly he wanted to be there for the Wembley, but frankly, this was the next best thing. And it's such a brutal, big, big money match. Could have been the main event. Elevated really start Ricky Starks. Elevated Ricky the Steamboat. Like. That had all the makings of another main event match. And again, thank you to Danielson for stepping up at a time when they needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, the whole CM Punk thing leaving leaves a huge hole in the top. So yeah, like Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Ricky Starks, they all kind of fill that void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moxley, Orange Cassidy, you know, FTR. Mm-hmm. Like you have all these big names, Kenny and uh, uh, Takeshita, you know, I keep saying Takashita. Because I'm thinking of how M- M- I mean, that's MJF how it's, called That's him. how it's spelled. No, but I keep thinking of when he said take a shit up. You know, like MJF being a shitty, you know, <laughs> heel. But uh, yeah, so you had, for a show that was scrambling, you had a lot of big names on the card, ultimately, if you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. And, and then Moxley being in the main event made it feel like a main event. Yeah, it felt like a main event. And, then, and, 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 and good then, for Orange Cassidy, guys... too. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but uh, it was the opposite of a John Moxley match because John Moxley didn't bleed, but Orange Cassidy bled like crazy. I love that reversal. It subverted your expectation. Yeah, I bet that was the And I like the Orange Cassidy comeback where he starts with the kicks, but then he gets progressively. It doesn't feel stale. Do real hard kicks? Yeah. He he knows, again, he's so good at... um, you know, and I know, I know, Cornette. Everybody hates the comedy act of it, but he's grown so much from the comedy act that you think you saw five years ago. He has evolved. He plays to the TV cameras. I think he, I think he's someone who takes to the knowledge tree that yeah, you have of I AEW. Mean, on, on top of that, like Chris Jericho went into this going, "What the fuck is this? This is stupid." But then he ended up getting it, falling in love with it, and putting him over. Yeah. And putting him over, yeah, yeah, like he had two or three matches with him. Each one, whether or not Cassidy got, you know, putting. I, I, I had to say this online to somebody. 
putting per, making someone look good isn't just giving them a win. There's so right. much more that's involved in the psychology of the matches. And I think a lot of fans don't understand, oh, but you, you didn't get the win. It's not about the win necessarily. It's about how do they look in the showing, like with, especially with Orange Cassidy, because he faced Jericho, I believe, a few times. And each time I grew to be like, okay, who's this guy? Whoa, what was that thing that he did? What's he trying to do with the ring psychology? Why is he looking like that? Like, I get caught up in the details of the performance and the match. So I was very much like, who's this guy fighting Jericho? And this was even before the um, the champagne match or whatever. The mimosa match. <laughs> mimosa match, yeah. Because Jericho was doing the bubbly and he's Orange Cassidy. I love it. I still, the only thing I don't like about the match is they're like, oh, you can win with a pinfall. I'm like, you have two pools of mimosa and you're saying they can win by a pinfall? No. We want to see them in the pools. That should yeah, be the only way gets, to win. Loser gets drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Don't tell Shad Gaspar's kid that. <laughs> oh, ouch. Um, uh, overall, like, what's your thoughts on uh, what you guys' thoughts on All Out? I'm going Nine. eight and a half out of ten. Nice. Yeah, ten. yeah I'm going pretty high too sure. on it. Definitely better than Payback. It was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100% way better hell yeah and you guys you've been here for like for way too long so let's uh let's wrap it up with that you guys want to uh, plug some social media so we get out of here yeah i'll be in uh chicago for the next few weeks and then my october dates are still up in the air uh comedy at pretty comedy on instagram smash the link tree and support these guys and uh i'm glad we can all be i'm glad the faction can be together and let's get some William shirts, man. Hell yeah. Well, that's all well, Sam. Yeah. That's all Sam. You can find me on Instagram at Lord Xavier. You can find me on Twitter at Xavier Venom. Smash the link tree. Follow all the links. Help yourselves. Thank you all for listening. Hell yeah. You can find me at Funky Sam Medina. Uh, everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. Hell yeah, you guys. I'm glad that we could get together too. Thanks uh, thanks for being here and thanks for listening, everybody. Be